Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon. Welcome into Sports Call on a Thursday afternoon. I am Brooks Childress, filling in for J.J. Jackson temporarily. He is handling company business. He should be in the studio momentarily. Today, we've got a great show for you. I will be on the show. J.J. Jackson will be on the show as well as previously mentioned. We will have our good friend Barry Blanchard. Barry the Bear Blanchard from our sister station, 99.9 Kate FM. will stop by here in just a little bit. We've also got Brant Daughtry on the phone this afternoon as he uh, often occupies the studio with us. Well, we got a great show for you today. Birthdays in sports coming up here in just a little bit. Also, our nightly TV guide gets things wrapped up at the end of the program. And uh, who knows what fun we'll get into. We can't wait to get all of your calls in. So give us a call early and often today at 334-887-341. Locally, toll free one 888 tiger 9 on the Auburn Bank phone line. As previously mentioned, Brant Daughtry in studio with me this afternoon. Brant, how are you doing today on a nice, beautiful Thursday? It is a beautiful Thursday indeed. Very much looking forward to, I guess the thing that's on my mind right now the most uh, is the or is the Corvallis region or Super Regional, Auburn facing off against Oregon State. I'm really curious to see what the pitching rotation is. I feel like when you have a three-game series set like that, pitching is probably really the most important part in Oregon State. Um their uh, their ace led the country. Uh, I found this out today. He leads the country in strikeouts per nine innings. So uh, he's an incredibly effective pitcher. And they they did some really interesting stuff with him in their uh, their regional. He pitched game one against New Mexico State, um, and two days later uh, came in and had a six inning closing in their next game. So he pitched seven innings and then two more two days later. So they're not afraid to use him like that. Uh, and he was up for the moment. I mean, against Vanderbilt, he went six up, six down, and like I said, got the two-inning save. So he, he's a, a real beast, and I can't remember the guy's name right now, but uh, it, it's an interesting one. Uh, it's I remember it being weird, but I can't remember what it is. But uh, he, he's really, really good. The, Oregon State is very good. Obviously, they wouldn't be hosting a regional uh, if they weren't very good, and they wouldn't have made it to the Supers if they weren't very good. So very, very interested to see how this series goes. I don't expect that Auburn will score 50 runs in three games. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if they did. Uh, but I do expect this one to be a lot closer. So uh, that that's really what's on my mind today. Also, you had the uh, game three of the NBA Finals last night, uh, and that that felt like a much more normal game, even though the ending score was not super respectable. It, um, you know, it, uh, Boston they it was close throughout. Uh, Boston kind of withheld the the third quarter storm that the Warriors always give you and it's you know it's become an expected thing now that the Warriors are going to come out and dominate the third quarter it's can you keep it close enough to mount a comeback in the fourth or um, you know keep the fourth competitive uh, and you know Boston did that pretty well last night so uh, lo- looking forward to 
the rest of that. And, you know, you got the Braves starting a, what is it, a three-game series against the... Four. Four-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've won seven in a row. And against the Pirates, you would love to push that to 11. Uh, but obviously, taking three out of four here is, as always, just try to win the series, especially when you're hosting a bad team like this. Uh, so, a lot of cool sports things going around. And uh, I'm happy to be on the show today. It is a beautiful Thursday, like you said. And like you say, can't can't wait to get into whatever trouble we get into today. It's sure to come at some point here today on this program, as it always seems to happen. Uh, <laughs> we we like to bill ourselves as talking about sports, but uh, we we often go off on off the rails is, and have some fun. It is June. There is one sport playing right now. Now you have Auburn baseball and the Braves to talk about, and obviously the NBA Finals are a big deal. But that's just not three hours worth of worth of talking most of the time. It could be, but it, it would could, just be a little boring. It could be if that was our real focus. But let's be honest. No one here has their first sport as basketball, and that's the biggest event that's going right now. And then you have Auburn baseball, which, yes, we will talk a lot about. But it is inevitable that at some point during the 15 hours of show that we have this week, uh, we'll get off on some kind of tan- tangent. The... As you said, the Auburn Tigers currently on their way to Corvallis, Oregon. They boarded a plane this afternoon. That's right. In Had the, the air. reverse Tiger Walk earlier today. They are in, uh, should be in the air right now, flying to Corvallis. The Auburn Tigers getting ready to take on the Oregon State Beavers starting Saturday night. That game time got moved up 30 minutes. It was supposed to be a 9.30 Central first pitch, now a 9 p.m. first pitch. So congrats, everybody. You get 30 extra minutes, uh, <laughs> 30, 30 minutes earlier. You wanted it a little bit earlier. It's 30 minutes earlier, uh, at least Saturday night. But the Tigers head out to take on the Beavers. The Atlanta Braves, as you said, uh, Brant had a big win last night, swept the two-game series against the Oakland Athletics, and they currently sit at seven games back of the New York Mets in the National League East standings. The Mets, over the weekend, you know, a lot of Braves country was uh, rooting for the Dodgers, and the, Bra- the, the Mets split with the Dodgers over the weekend in a four-game set. The Dodgers took the first two. The Mets took the last two. Uh, the Mets have also taken... One game from the Padres. The Padres won two out of the la- out of three against the Mets, and now they now they go take on the slumping Los Angeles Angels. The Milwaukee Brewers have run into a buzzsaw there with the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, and so this is a as you said, this is a time for the Braves to take advantage of their schedule. Uh, hopefully, can continue to extend this winning streak out. You got four games against the Pirates, and then three against the Nationals, three against the Cubs before you take on the Giants. So you've got a chance, the Braves, to make up some ground on the New York Mets here. We talked about that last week. They're in the middle of that. They start that four-game series with Pittsburgh tonight. We'll sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Was it the uh, was it the Pirates last year that had the play where there was the force out at first that would have ended the inning, and it ended up the runner went to second because the first baseman tried to chase the runner back down to home instead of stepping on first? And then the runner ended up scoring from third. Yes, was that was. was that the Pirates? You remember was. that was against the Cubs, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was yeah. against the Cubs. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube, um, Twitter. Yeah, it, it it's somewhere. Cubs, Cubs, Pirates, first baseman. It, it's it's a very very funny video um, that all could have been avoided. Like even after that run scored, if they had just gotten the first for, force out at first, uh, then that run wouldn't have scored anyway. And ended up runner on second and a run scored. That was hilarious. 
Look it up. Braves' first meeting with the Pirates this year. They will, after this four-game series, they won't see the Pirates again until the end of August, August 22nd to the 24th. It's a real shame you don't get to play them more. It'll be the next uh, time the Braves see the Pirates. But the only meeting at the Insurance Park this year for the Braves and the Pirates starts tonight, 620. Max Freed taking the mound for the Braves. We'll talk about that. Nasty man. More coming up. And right now, let's go ahead and hit our first commercial break of the afternoon when we come back. We'll get to our birthdays in sports, and we will see if uh, Mr. J.J. Jackson will join us. That's coming up after this. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. A Thursday edition of Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson inside the studio alongside Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. Thursday, June 9th, 2022, as we do each and every day, it's really important to us that we celebrate some of the birthdays going on out there in the sports world. So, fellas, let's do that right now here on this Thursday Let's celebrate our birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. All right, birthdays in sports here today, June 9th, 2022. Brandon, I want you to have the honors today. I will I will take the honors. June 9th, first off, Randy Wynn turns 48 today as a former MLB outfielder. Wynn played basketball and baseball at Santa Clara University. Go Broncos. Where he was roommates with Steve Nash. He was oh, selected no. in the third round of the 1995 MLB draft and made his debut in 1998 with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. He was an all-star in 2002 and spent 12 years at the major league level. Randy Wynn turns 48 today. Happy birthday, Randy. Dick Vitale, ever heard of him, turns 83 today. His former college basketball coach and current broadcaster, Vitale coached for 12 years and moved quickly into the world of broadcasting. His first job was when they then very small ESPN, where he called the first game in the network ever broadcasted, first college basketball game, I should say. Since then, he has broadcasted over 1,000 games and has won several awards for his broadcasting skills. Dick Vitale, 83, legend of the college basketball game. Former pirate, too. Went to Seton Hall. Awesome birthday, baby! Yeah, man. You, you're really good at impressions. Yeah, Dave great. Parker Happy turns, birthday, Dickie V. <laughs> Dave Parker turned 71 today. Another former MLB outfielder. Parker played multiple sports in high school, and he said football was his favorite. He sustained an injury as a senior in high school and gave up the sport. He was drafted in 1973 by the Pittsburgh Pirates and was called up less than a year later. He would play in the major leagues until 1991, and he was a seven-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, three-time Gold Lover, one-time MVP, and two-time World Series champion. Dave Parker, 71. Happy birthday. 
Last but not least, Teddy Bruschi, one of Brooks' favorite athletes of all time, turns 49, turns 49 today as a former NFL linebacker, currently serves as the senior advisor to the head coach at Arizona. He played college football for the Arizona Wildcats. The Cats. And was a two-time All-American, three-time All-Pac-10, and one-time Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year. He was drafted by the New England Patriots in the third round of the 96 draft and played his entire professional career with New England. Go Pats! He was a one-time Pro Bowler, one-time Comeback Player of the Year, and three-time Super Bowl champion. Happy birthday to Teddy Bruschi. Teddy! Going back, going back over it one more time, Randy Wynn is 48, Dick Vitale is 83, Dave Parker is 71, and Teddy Bruschi is 49. Happy birthday to all those fine individuals. And if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a very happy birthday as we well. We certainly do. June 9th, 2022. As Branch just said, Randy Wynn, Dick Vitale, Dave Parker, Teddy Bruschi, all celebrating their birthdays here today. Teddy! Br- Bruschi or Bruschi? Bruschi. Bruschi. Nah. Teddy Bruschi. Oh, I said it wrong twice and no one corrected me. Did you We're really? Just, I said Bruschi, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I was just didn't thinking register about, with me. I was me. just thinking nah. about Teddy. Y'all yeah, just, y'all just let me make a fool of myself on live radio multiple great times. Great Pat. That's what happened with the sports call spelling bee yesterday. Mm. Uh, some yeah. people making well, a fool of themselves. You're, you're supposed to make a fool of yourself. Yeah. In that, that scenario. And when it's wacky Wednesday, you know, anything goes. Yeah, well, it's Thursday. But I'm saying yesterday. Yesterday was moment, wacky Wednesday. It was yeah, wacky yeah, Wednesday I, when yeah. we had the spelling bee. Yeah, I listened. I listened to the whole show. That ending was something. It was something. It was indeed something. Uh, I also want to say thanks again <laughs> To Brett Holmes for joining us on the show. We've gotten a lot of people engaging with us on social media that yeah. don't normally, uh, that were coming over to the sports car world. Sports call. Sports car? <laughs> yeah, that could be something. Sports call world because of Brett Holmes. Yeah. The race car driver who joined us yesterday. We're grateful for that incredible conversation. Make sure you go back and check that out on the Sports Call Podcast. 334 887 3401. That was a very, very good interview. Very loaded interview. A lot, a lot went on. We talked to him for like 30 minutes, or yeah. y'all did. I was not a part of that conversation, but it was a very long conversation and a lot of really cool stuff in there. A great chat indeed. All right, let's go back to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time during today's program. And joining us now on the show is Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve has called into the program. Hi, Steve. Yeah, baby. Hello, sir. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, who are my uh, usual suspects on today? Besides JJ, yourself? Brooks, and Brant. All right, guys. Good afternoon to you. And I uh, just heard you had a spelling bee. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, so I got to listen to it. You got to go back uh, and listen to it. It was great. Uh, don't, give, don't give me any spoilers, okay? All right. Uh, but what, what, was the competition real close or was it a runaway? It was very it competitive. Was very close, yeah. Okay. All right, good. All right, guys. Uh, a little bit. Uh, History, uh, sports history trivia today happened. A really, really, at the time when it happened, a breathtaking and uh, long-awaited event occurred in sports in 1973 on this day, June the 9th. Now, you guys were not around by a long shot. What do you think might have happened? June the 9th, you said it was breathtaking? 1973. Right, it was a breathtaking event that, that hadn't happened in 25 years, and people just kept waiting When's it going to happen again? When's it going to happen again? Is it uh, a horse won the Triple Crown? You got it. Yes. Yes, and who was a horse? Uh, uh, was it Secretariat? Boy, you know, you do really good at Googling, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. You, you went chicken dinner. Something interesting also about this horse, guys. Uh, this was a trivia I did not know, uh, but I just found it on the History Channel. Uh, ESPN in 1999... Uh, had ranked their top 50 North American athletes of the 20th century. 
Secretary was the only and remains the only non-human on the list. All right. They ranked Secretary number 35. Should have been higher. So there you go. I did not even know that, that uh, Secretary was actually on the list. Yeah. Uh, the only non-human on the list. All right. Moving on, guys. Uh, about the uh, upcoming uh, baseball series uh, in Corvallis, I saw the video. I don't know if you guys caught it or not. Of the reverse Tiger Walk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was really impressed by uh, the, the amount of people there. It looked like maybe 150, 200 people there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't do a good job of putting out a guess as to how many people were there, but it looked like it was packed. It was awesome to see that kind of turnout for the uh, baseball team as they get set to board the plane, take off for Oregon. And, uh, boy, they've got a fun Super Regional coming up this weekend against the Beavers. And also, who were the supporters of other uh, sports departments? For all, there was there uh, also in the uh, the Tiger Wall. Uh, of course, Bush Thompson. But we had who? Mr. Dean, softball coach. Yeah. And uh, Miss Hoppe, the basketball women's basketball coach. They were there too. Yeah, Hoppe so is the soccer coach, and Johnny Harris, the women's soccer basketball coach. coach. You're right. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. So I guess they're they're all going uh, to attend the game then, right? I don't know if they'll make the trip, uh, or if, or if they were just there for the big send off and that sort of thing. Uh, but because uh, I know they're they're busy recruiting in this summer, and they've got their own camps going on. I know softball's got a camp coming up next week, so uh, I'm not sure if, if Mickey Dean's going to be making that trip with the baseball team. But I know they're excited to support them. Okay, all right, fair enough. Now, uh, what about the weather forecast, guys? I've been reading some people saying it's going to be some rain for Corvallis uh, during the. Uh, the, the, the series. Uh, do you know anything about the weather predictions? I was looking at it the other day. Let me see if I can pull it back up. Because um, I don't want to read more lightning. I mean, we have lightning strike delays at this time of night. It'll be midnight. So yeah. we've got a. It, it's Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. It's forty percent chance of rain on Saturday, eighty percent chance of rain on Sunday, and then it looks like it's uh, clear Monday. If you had a Monday, if you need to get to that Monday game, but you know, you, you think about the weather patterns in the Pacific Northwest, it's it's not a lot of thunderstorms and lightning. It's more of just downpour rain, and because of that field up there, I know I was watching uh, a little bit of that Corvallis Regional this past week, and they it was, they were playing in a downpour, and they just kept playing because that that field that Oregon State plays on is all turf, and so it drains very well. It doesn't keep water in it, and so. It it was they were playing and it was just continued to pour out there. So, and it's going to have to be some extreme weather to get them to postpone or to delay a game up there. Okay, well, uh, maybe the uh, forecast will change by then. All yeah. Right, so, guys, uh, I heard you and I've read the comments. I've heard your comments about the upcoming opponents. Uh, so, I want to focus on our team, guys. And you know, uh, I hope that uh, the other side. Uh, knows what they're up against. Because I already read, read that Bush Thompson says that uh, people already uh, have already been, you know, trying to figure out, you know, when should they walk uh, Sonny D, you know? Uh, what should they do with him? You know, like three and four, you know, players ahead of him, you know, trying to figure out. Well, here's what Sonny D brings to the table against our upcoming opponents and anybody in the future. I did not know this. He was this outstanding. The Sharon leads the SEC guys in batting averages and is number one in the following categories. Slugging percentage, 0.804. He's number one on base percentage, 0.565. He's number one in bases on balls, 
1966. Did you guys have a clue that he was that? Uh, I mean, that, that outstanding. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Club? I mean, he he doesn't just lead the SEC in batting average. He led the entire country for most of the season. Uh, he's he's an absolute freak. Everybody uh, wants to point to you know how far he can hit the ball, and certainly he can absolutely tank some home runs. But you just look at. I mean, his contact numbers are really good, too, uh, and he's he's turned into a very, very good hitter, not just a power guy. Yeah, and I suspect if we didn't have Sonny D, maybe we wouldn't have maybe some of the offensive, you know, um, I guess, performances that we've had, because when, he when he's been a slump, it seems to have impacted other players. Would you agree with that perception, or am I wrong on that? I'd, absolutely. Anytime your best player isn't performing up to his abilities, then... Yeah, I think it has an effect on the rest of the team as well. And you know, let's not ignore some of the other uh, really outstanding performances uh, players on our team. I did not know this, but center fielder Casey Howell leads Auburn in doubles with 19, which is only what in second place in the SEC. Yeah, and, they, they've been really good all year. And Bobby Pierce did know this about it. He's tied for second place in the SEC in what in triples. Great season for Bobby Pierce. He's a big bat in the middle of the order that can kind of protect Sonny share a little bit. Right. And what about Mr. Nate LaRue? Fantastic catcher, but I did not know this about him. He's second in the SEC when it comes to sacrifice flies. Right. Now, do you guys know who's going to be starting on a Saturday, right? Is it going to be go back to Trace Bright? It's going to be bright, and yep. for the second game, it'll be Mr. Gonzalez. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, it worked in the regional. You might as well throw him out there in the uh, in the super regional, same way. If a third game is needed, appears can be Mr. Barnett, and he he'd be following up a, a career outing since his last one. And who would you say uh, is the leader in the SEC when it comes to saves? Is it Mr. Burkhalter? Very good. You win another chicken dinner. <laughs> that number is thirteen, guys. Man, he's he's come in and thrown some big innings for the Tigers. Yeah, so I I hope I'm not being overconfident, but I think guys we can win this thing uh, in Corvallis. What what's your guys think? If they play like they did this past weekend, there's a good chance that they win it. Now Oregon State they they struggled a little bit in their regional, but you, you know, they had some good teams out there. Vanderbilt was a team that had come on late in the season after struggling to start the year, and they looked like a team that and I, I honestly thought Vanderbilt could come out of that regional. Um, but, yeah, if Auburn plays like they did this past weekend, I, I think that there's a there's a chance that they, they can make it through this Super Regional and make it to Omaha. But you, you can't count out Oregon State just yet because they are still one of the top teams in the country. Right. Okay, guys, you know, I, I, I prefer – not to bring politics into sports, but this one really got uh, got under my skin, and I don't know if it got your guys' attention. Uh, but this comes from a website uh, called Golf Week, and it's about the LIV, the LIV, uh, uh, you know, new I guess competition for the PGA tournament. Uh huh. And it says here, Greg Norman suggests that Roy McIlroy has been brainwashed, and that Jack Nicklaus is a hypocrite. Have you read that uh, column? Have not. Yeah, well, apparently, you know, uh, he he believes he's. I guess he's criticizing Roy McIlroy for criticizing the other uh, PGA players who are going to play. In fact, they started, I guess, yesterday the LIV um, tournament. And you know what that's about, right? Yeah. The invitation is funded primarily by 
the Saudi Arabia's uh, investment fund, yes, who was involved in you know what the killing of a journalist yes. by the name of Khashoggi, and uh, I you know I just really have a difficulty, especially with Greg Norman making these kind of comments. I don't know if you read them, but he said everybody has owned up to it, right? Talking about what Saudi Arabia did and their their, their prince uh, to Khashoggi, but what struck me is that he tried to dismiss it by saying that they've taken ownership. And look, he said, we've all made mistakes, and you just want to learn from those mistakes and how you can wreck them going forward. Um, killing someone and chopping them up to me is a little bit more severe than a mistake. Yeah, and and he, you know, he made those comments. I, I read those comments. He made those about a month ago, and I know a lot of uh, a lot of professional Australian golfers came out and were, you know, saying they were disappointed in his comments that he made and everything. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a hairy situation around this whole the new LIV uh, golf league, but. It seems to have gotten off to a, some sort of a start today. I don't know. I have to wait and see what the uh, what the ratings are on it, but they're very much billing it as it's very accessible golf because I think you could watch it on YouTube and Facebook, and if you have a uh, one of those Dazon uh, uh, is it Dazon Dazon yeah. uh, subscriptions, you can watch it on there. So they're they're trying to make it very very accessible uh, rather than what the PGA tours put a lot of their stuff behind a paywall where you have to go and do everything you know thing and it's it it's they're doing some different things with it, it it's an interesting concept but as I saw um, our good friend Peter Burns who's been on the the show before uh, he tweeted earlier today it felt like spring football where you kind of know a few of the guys in the field but it's not you know it, it could be something that doesn't last that long it still needs TV though that they're yeah. still working to find a TV partner that's going to be the biggest thing it is accessible in many different ways right now but it will not be as successful as it can be without a television partner and that's what they're working to solve right now well uh, my issue is that I, I it seems to me rather blatant that apparently integrity morals and ethics uh, are for sale and what I mean by that is you know what these golfers are getting paid a lot of money no that's not a lot of money you're not even close here here they are this comes from the New York Times here's the purse Mr. Mickelson is reportedly being paid $200 million just to join. Man. Okay? We're not going to stop there. And Johnson is being paid $150 million just to join. Now, you know what the prize money is for this weekend's event? What is it? $25 million. Man. All right? Now, just, just to give a perspective, according to uh, the New York Times' uh, reports, Tiger Woods, by contrast, says won $120 million over his entire PGA career. And that, that and that's one of the big reasons why a lot of you know you've seen several big name golfers try to go or going over to this because it's one it's it's less tournaments in this tour and then two there's some there's more money than in a PGA tour. Well, I just have a real 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 I'm troubled by players deciding that you know uh, what is done to people when it comes to human rights by this country uh, is really to be dismissed. Uh, money matters more. Now, I did see uh, today, uh, or I read, that the uh, PGA has decided to suspend, or maybe even ban, uh, former PGA players like Mickelson. Is that right? Yeah, they, they, they suspended 17 uh, PGA Tour members that are playing in this LIV tournament. 
I mean, they have a right to do that, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's it. They they are members of the the PGA Tour. They can suspend them. Um, they can still play in in like the major championships and the Masters. They can still play in the U.S. Open, and they can still play in the British Open because those are not controlled by the PGA. But any you know normal PGA Tour events like this weekend, it's the uh, is the Canadian Open. They could not go play in the Canadian Open. They couldn't play in some of the uh, some of the other you know smaller tournaments, but. It's uh yeah they they have the right to do that it's it's their event. So guys uh you know just your take I mean I thought it's me incredulous that uh the these uh, uh especially Saudi Arabia has I guess this kind of money just laying around just to give out two hundred million dollars to one person and then one hundred fifty million dollars to another person and Tiger Woods in his entire career was able only to win one hundred twenty million dollars I say only sarcastically. Yeah, and and I saw an article recently where Tiger Woods turned down a big chunk of money to play in there. They wanted to offer him a lot of money, probably, I think probably more than what they paid Phil Mickelson to come and play, and he de- he turned it down. Um, it, it's you know it's and like like I said, it, this one well, like JJ said, you got to get TV behind it. You've got to have some sort of TV deal with this, and or else it may not survive. And it also could just be this you know sort of like a as, as I said earlier, it could be like a spring football deal where it it's like oh this is kind of cool, and then everything kind of fades out here in a little bit. But I would say you know, why would you want why would you want to play for a a a tournament that's funded primarily by people who really have no care and have no conscience when it comes to human rights. That, that, that would that, that'd be my question. And, yeah, that's right. It's if a fair question to right ask, now, Steve, Steve, but money's Steve, talking for a lot know, of these people. Yeah, well, you know, come on, don't tell me Phil Mixon's hurting for, for money. Come on, J.J. Well, really? Uh, well, but if, when you can earn money, Steve, go well, earn money. It's also Go earn money at, at any expense, okay? So let's, let's just ignore that uh, this country, you know, of human rights violation – uh, is is just atrocious. We'll just ignore that. Well, I stay on the side of, you know, uh, the other people like Mr. Greg Norman and uh, Tiger Woods. Okay, that no, if somebody said right now, Steve, we'll pay you fifty million dollars just to go to ten. I said you gotta be kidding me. I love the money, but not at that price. I have some degree of moral and ethics still, and nope, I'm not doing it. That's my that's my take on it, guys. All right, I thank you for letting me um, talk about that. Uh, I don't use that to bring in this, you know somewhat positive. This to me is more about human rights. And the, the people that I use respect, I know I have respect for them uh, for playing in this tournament. That's it. I thank you guys for your time. Thank you for letting me have the freedom to make those comments. Uh, my time I know is way up as usual. So I wish you guys a relaxing and safe evening. And I'll talk to you next time. Until then, War Eagle always. War Eagle indeed. Thank you for the phone call. That's our buddy retired Ward M. Steve joining us right there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Guys, let's take a quick commercial break. On the other side of this break right here, James from Montgomery has called into the program. We're going to chat with James coming up right after this here on Sports Call. you want to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au i'm Corey grant former auburn football and nfl running back and you are listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 
Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Want to let you know that coming up at 4.15 on today's show, Chris Gordy, the host of Locked On SEC, will stop by. He will join our program today. A little late addition to the show. Thought we'd have him, and then there was a scheduling conflict, and now we're good to go. So Chris Gordy's going to join us at 4.15 on today's edition of Sports Call. All right, let's go back to our phone lines, 334-887-3401, or toll-free at one 9 to be a part of the program. Joining us now, calling into the show is... James from Montgomery. James has called into the program. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah. I know that y'all were talking with Wardam Steve about um, about something about the allegation. Yeah, about the uh, LIV golf tournament. Yes. Now, for that, I mean, I'm a huge golf fan, but I'm just saying with that, um, I'm going to probably add something to that as well because with Tiger Woods, he's actually known – to play golf for his whole entire golf career season with with playing in the in the US Open and the PGA Tour and in the Masters just to name those three those three tournaments right off the bat. I think with Tiger Woods he's one of the best golfers hands down as one of the as one of the best golf legends of of golf to to be shown with him on T V as well. Yeah, he definitely is one of the greatest golfers of all time. He's he's and a lot of people say, and I would say the majority of people say he is the greatest golfer of all time. There's still a few people out there that say he's number two to Nicholas, but it's just it, it's you know he's one of the top two golfers in the world. Who, depending on who you ask. And James, he's not playing in the yeah. LIV golf tournament though. That he he's not a part of the story that we're talking about. So what I mean for for me just to touch up on it, I mean what were y'all talking about so I can get like more. Uh, involved into it. There, you go ahead, bro. I was going to say. So, when it comes to Tiger Woods, this new LIV golf tournament, which is funded by uh, the Saudi Arabian government, golf oh, tour, golf mm-hmm. tour, yeah, golf tour. It's not just one tournament; it's, it's a tour. Uh, they offered uh, Tiger Woods a lot of money. I don't know the exact number right in front of me, but they offered him a lot of money to come play with the in the tour, and he turned them down. But other golfers like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Sergio Garcia, those guys are leaving the PGA Tour uh, and going to play in this uh, LIV Golf Tour, which is going to be played a couple matches or a couple t- tournaments overseas. There's going to be a couple tournaments here in the U.S. and it, and the PGA is not very happy about it. Yeah, because, I mean, with me being a golf fan that I am, I mean, with PGA is being unfair or unhappy with it, I mean, it, it's like seeing, like, for example, seeing, like, the FIFA, like the, like the, uh, like the Spanish, uh, basketball tournaments being played overseas, like in Spain and in Germany. And with, with that being said, those countries, they should, uh, they should, like, put in a lot of work to have a lot of people that are uh, from the U.S. to actually showcase their their sports, their, their sports, you know, to the world, you know, just say, hey, I'm from this, I'm like from this country and I played golf for 10, 20, 30, 40 years in, in any golf tournament, you know, I mean, when they do the PGA Tour, I mean, it's right here in, in beautiful places like 
tall grass and, uh, you know, diff- different uh, venues that the Masters are actually, like, golf tournaments have been, you know, around for years. And it's been shown on ABC for, what, 10, 20, 30 years at the most. And they show some really great places, and like, here at home in the U.S. and all over the world, and it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, James, we're talking about the PGA Tour and sort of this LIV Tour that's taking place, and it's not necessarily the overseas element to it, but it's just uh, an option to have another league to be a part of. You think about uh, a, a mixed martial artist, for example. They've got the choice to compete for Dana White in the UFC, or maybe they want to go play for Bellator and fight in that league. It's just another league, essentially, now for these golfers to factor in and make decisions as to who they want to play for. Yeah, as well, because, I mean, with some of the the players that are from other countries, I mean, they should play for, you know, like their home country or just to play in that kind of tournament. But some of those countries don't have the leagues. Yeah, I mean, some of them don't, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, if they did, it would, it would have been really nice, you know, to have, like, their own, like, their own league as well. No kidding. You're right. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because with, with, like, the NBA, when they do, like, the offseason, they have, like, the G League or the Olympic League, you know, when they, when they have, like, some great players on the, on the NBA teams, they're playing, they're, you know, they're coming from other countries. They want to play for like the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Antonio Spurs, the Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, the Boston Celtics, and the Miami Heat, just to name a few players, just to name a few teams as well. Because with like some of the coaches that play with that, that's been playing with these teams or coaching for these teams, I mean, look at the coach for, the Miami Heat. I mean, he's a he's a he's he looks he. I don't know if he plays for the Miami Heat or he's a really good coach for the Miami Heat, and I think he's he's doing a really good job with that team. And I and I probably see in the near future that the Miami Heat might make it to another NBA final sometime real soon as well. So tell me how Eric Spolstra relates to this. He's the head coach of the Heat. What try to tie him in for us? Well, I mean, because his his background is more of like um, he, he he's a he's a, uh, a Hispanic uh, head coach for the Miami Heat because yeah. Miami he's a Filipino is, American. Yeah, so he's has like that that Spanish type feel to that team as well, and to the city of Miami as well. You ready for your NBA Finals trivia, James? <laughs> I am. All right, here we go. We're ready to do this, okay? NBA Finals trivia. What is the name of the NBA Finals trophy? That will have to be the NBA Finals trophy. That is, uh, I would have to say that would be the Bill Russell trophy. Not quite. Not quite. Very close, but not quite. It is a name, but it's not Bill Russell. Okay, because I know so. I know they actually. It's one of the NBA uh, legendary players that used to play basketball years ago, and he's on 
the NBA 75th anniversary uh, team as well. Um, I'll probably say, I'll have to say Julius Irving. It is the Larry O'Brien tro- trophy. Remember, it's the Larry O'Brien trophy. Okay, yeah, yeah, the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah, he was uh, one of the commissioners of the NBA, James. Okay, okay, before the new commissioners that they have now. Yes, all right, that sets up question number two. So the commissioner gets to present the Larry O'Brien trophy. Who is the current commissioner of the NBA? Oh, man, um, I do know this. Um, oh, man, I'll probably say... Um, I would have to say is I'll probably pass on this one. Oh, you're going to pass? Yes. Okay. Adam Silver is the NBA commissioner, remember? Yes, Adam Silver. So he's going to present the trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yes, after all, because um, with Adam Silver, he's done really – he he has really done a really great job for the NBA for you know for a long time as well with the NBA Finals, the All Star Games, and and a lot of history yeah. goes into the NBA. He does uh, the NBA finals. draft. Yeah, so I think when they do the draft, they two do weeks it. from today. Yeah, so they're going to do it. I think they're going to do the NBA draft. Um, I'm not quite sure, but they are saying on NBA TV that that will be to be announced as, as where they're going to like put it out at. It'll be at the Barclays Center, and, and you'll be able to watch it on ESPN. All right, here's your last NBA Finals question, okay? Okay. All right, NBA Finals trivia for you. The Golden State Warriors are currently playing the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. How many championships... Have the Warriors won within the last 10 years? Over the last 10 years, how many championships do the Warriors have? Um, okay. So in their last 10 years, I would have to go back to their first NBA Finals, which was... Okay, so I know Steph Curry, he's 30 five right now Not so good. i'll have hmm? yeah continue so i'll have to go back to when steph curry was in his young rookie season with the golden state warriors and they won their first nba finals that was in 2007 Okay, but that would be 15 years ago. So I'm asking, in the last 10 years, how many championships have the Warriors won? Steph turned 34 back in March. But his age doesn't factor into this. So in the last 10 years, how many championships have the Warriors won? Looking for a number. Have they won one championship? Have they Eight. Okay, uh, that's not correct. They've won three. They're a three-time NBA champion over the last 10 years. Okay. So three. Steph Curry has three rings. Okay. Yeah, so they do have three rings. So if they don't win Friday, 
that will be the end of their uh, of their NBA final uh, season. Not officially, because then it would just be three to one. So they, they, the Celtics have to get to four wins first. So the Celtics would have to win games three, four, and five. They won game three last night, so they would have to win on Friday, and then they would also have to win on Monday, and then the Warriors' season would be over. Okay, okay, because the Celtics, they did win. Uh, they won yesterday. Correct. Yeah, okay. and you predicted I, that. You got that right. Yeah, so I think they'll be playing Friday, so I'm That's right. probably I'm a pretty – pretty sure that they're going to win and my final game prediction for Friday night would be the Boston Celtics 111 to the Golden State Warriors uh 92 okay all right we got it written down what kind of trivia do you want tomorrow um well with the college uh world series that we're doing college world Omaha, series trivia yes because we're doing the we're doing the tournament in uh in Omaha, Nebraska this year. All right. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, James, okay? All right. Sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle, indeed. That's our buddy James from Montgomery joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. All right. That brings the first hour of our show to a close. Again, we're going to have a conversation with Chris Gordy, the host of Locked On SEC, coming up here in just a moment. Alongside Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Deal yourself in to the 23rd Annual Sheriff's Girls Ranch Poker Run. Presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer on Saturday, June 11th on beautiful Lake Martin. Play for that straight flush or full house as you pick a card at each of our stops around the lake. The stakes are high at this 44,000 acre poker table as the player who holds the best hand at the end of the day wins $5,000. And of course, $10,000 will go to benefit the Sheriff's Girls Ranch. Call 334-887-9999 to register today. A limited number of tax-deductible tickets are available. It's the 23rd Annual Sheriff's Girls Ranch Poker Run, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, Saturday, June 11th on beautiful Lake Martin. Come on, put some skin in the game. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. 
Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, we're going to chat with Chris Gordy, the host of Locked on SEC, about all things SEC athletics. A couple of baseball teams making it to Super Regional Weekend. Five of them to be exact. And then football season right around the corner. We're about a month away. We're about a month away from the uh, SEC media days taking place. A little over a month, but that means college football season is right around the corner. And again, what a fun first hour we had today. A lot of great phone calls. We've had a lot of great guests on the show this week, including Auburn University men's basketball head coach Bruce Pearl. Brooks, all of those conversations are on our Sports Call podcast. That's right. Go and find that anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, one of my favorite places to find it, well, it used to be when I had a uh, an Android phone, but it's the Google Play Store. Uh, you can find that there. We've got a link on our Twitter right now. If you go to our Twitter, at SportsCallAU, uh, five hours ago we sent out a tweet, so it's about three tweets back on our feed where you can link right to the Google Play Store uh, link where you can find our podcast if you've got an Android device. If you've got an Apple device, obviously it's the Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. And wherever where else you get your podcast, literally no excuse to say, hey, I couldn't find your podcast because it's literally everywhere. But, yeah, some great great interviews this week. Uh, Bruce Pearl was really, really fun earlier in the week. Brett Holmes, as we talked about earlier, really fun yesterday. I uh, can't wait to talk to Chris Gordy coming up later here in this uh, in this show uh, just a few minutes away. Get to catch up with him. Uh, I think the last time I talked to him, and I was on the show and talked to him, it was at um, at the Senior Bowl when we were down there in, in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. We, he stopped by the, the setup down there, and he was down there checking out some yeah. of the SEC players for uh, Locked on SEC. It's fun and, to chop it up with him there. So I can't wait to uh, talk to him about everything that's happened during spring ball since then and uh, get ready for this upcoming football season. I saw a um, – Talk saw to a, me. I saw a graphic, speaking of – upcoming football season it was from our friends over at saturday down south uh and it's just a it was a mind-blowing graphic it was every sec team last the last year they beat alabama all right so couple you know a couple that you you know would know georgia texas a&m last beat alabama last year 2021 auburn lsu both last beat alabama in 2019 ole miss last time they won was 2015 um south carolina the last time they won was that uh steven garcia game 2010 Florida's 2008, Mississippi State last time they won was 2007, Tennessee 2006, Arkansas was 2006 as well, and you get into the basement here. Kentucky, last time Kentucky beat Alabama, 1997. The last time Vanderbilt beat Alabama was 1984. That'll never happen again. And the last time Missouri beat Alabama was 1975. And so you got some teams got some catching up to do. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it's amazing. This graphic just... That's fun to kind of think about. You think about it, what, Nick Saban's first year was, what, 08, 07, somewhere around there? So one, two, three, four, five teams have not beaten Alabama since Nick Saban has has come, gotten to be the head coach of Alabama. It's just, man, that is just impressive what what, uh, has happened there and gearing up for what could be another dominant year up there in Tuscaloosa, but... You never know what can happen, and can't wait to talk to Chris Gordy about some of that those possibilities. You can call us 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 at tiger 9 Could be uh, you take a look at the SEC, the football footprint, as we're here in the summer. Team's still trying to make a couple of transfer portal additions here and there. Alabama uh, going to be loaded going into this upcoming college football season. What else is new? The, uh, exactly. The Mississippi schools 
in the SEC West should be uh, pretty interesting. Anytime you've got Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin there in the Egg Bowl rivalry, you're bound to be entertained. But uh, Brooks Ole Miss, they've got Jackson Dart, the USC quarterback, coming over to take the reins of their offense. And Lane Kiffin really kind of figured things out last year there in Oxford. Yeah, it seemed like he got his his, uh, his offense rolling there at least for a little bit. Um Still don't know if they're a, a team that can. I think they're a team that can consistently challenge for a New Year's Six game, um, but I don't know how much they're going to challenge for an SEC West title slash how uh, a playoff spot unless the playoffs get expanded. But it, I think it's going to be really interesting seeing Jackson Dart in that uh, Lane Kiffin offense because it really wasn't the same t- style of offense that USC ran last year. Um, and so it's it's going to be really interesting to see how, how Lane Kiffin incorporates him into the offense. And listen, if there's someone that if there's an offensive mind in this conference that can make a quarterback work in their offense, I think it's Lane Kiffin. I mean, he's just you've seen he's taken so many different players, molded them into his how how he runs his offense there. Not just in Oxford, but when he was you know at Florida Atlantic, when he was at Alabama, when he was at uh, Tennessee that first time. It's just he he's a really really smart coach when it comes to offensive scheming and it, i think it can be it, it it can be a good combination jackson dart and him because jackson dart's a quarterback that had a lot of potential at usc had a lot of potential um with with that uh, in the west coast out there and he's he's got some potential to come into ole miss and make some waves here and maybe upset a few teams yeah i'm with you i i, I think that I, I've been on the Lane train for a long time. I'm a big believer in Lane Kiffin and what he does. And you're right, he will he will make a quarterback fit into his offense. He's proven that he can do that before. Uh, and I think he just fits with Ole Miss. Like the culture of Oxford, Mississippi just kind of goes along with him. I, I, I really like uh, I really like what he's doing. I'm wondering how long he's going to be there because I'm with you. I think that they can consistently push for 10 wins. I think he can make New Year's Six Bowls finish in the top 15, top 20, I wonder how much competing for national championships that they're going to do there. And Lane Kiffin wants to do that. I genuinely feel like if he gets to a point where he doesn't think he can take Ole Miss uh, any closer to a national championship, then he's going to back off. He's Or he's not going to back off, but he's going to take money somewhere else, uh, which is something he's done in the past. He's proven that he is willing to follow the money uh, if he feels like it leads to a better situation. So I- I'm interested to see... Uh, one, how long he stays at Ole Miss, two, uh, what he can do at Ole Miss. And I think Jackson Dart is an interesting topic. I think he showed flashes of being a brilliant quarterback at times last year at USC, and I think that Lane Kiffin can really bring that out of him. Uh, I I was a big believer that if, if Bo Nix stayed in the SEC um, when he left Auburn, I thought the only place he would go was Ole Miss. I thought he was going to leave because I don't think he wants to play against Auburn. But if he did stay in, I would have been I would have been very interested to see what he did at Ole Miss. You look at the uh, really quickly uh, before we hit our next break. Look at this Ole Miss football schedule for this year. They truly don't get a test. I, and I, I think Kentucky could test them, but their biggest month is going to be October fifteenth through November twelfth. Because you look at it, they open up against Troy, and then they take on Central Arkansas road road game at Georgia Tech, and you host Tulsa. That'll be an interesting game. And then you hit um, you hit conference play. You hit Kentucky at Vanderbilt, and then the the difficult part of the schedule comes in with Auburn at te- LSU at Texas A&M. The bye week, then host Alabama before finishing out the year at Arkansas and Mississippi State. You know, it, it's it's could get fun right in there if they can get rolling there. If they can get a big win over Kentucky and Vanderbilt and coming to that Auburn into the Auburn game and. 
you would like Auburn to win that game, obviously. You, you'd like Auburn to be in a good position to be able to win that game. But if they could get some momentum off of an Auburn win and roll into an LSU team that we don't know what they're going to be like this year and first year under Brian Kelly, you could see them rattle off a few big wins and, and yeah, like we row. said, get, get in position for a New Year's Six game and have an off week before you face Alabama. I think that's a really, really, uh, really positive thing for them. But Jackson Dart and that offense is going to be really, really fun. Who's coming up next, Brooks? Who's uh, our guest? Chris Gordy. Chris Gordy, the host of Locked on SEC, will join our program right after this commercial break. We're back in a moment on Tiger 95.9 FM. You're listening to Sports Call. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender, as we are so excited now to go to that Auburn Bank phone line and bring on a good friend of the program, Chris Gordy. He is the host of the Locked On SEC podcast, and he's kind enough to join us right now here today chris we appreciate the time as always how are you my friend i'm doing good man it's uh it's a fun time of year with the super five sec teams in there and you know it's all offense so it's, it's looking pretty good so far yeah no we were fired up by what we saw from the tigers there in their regional 51 runs across three games and now you carry it into a weekend. you got to travel to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. But Auburn uh, is probably ready to have a challenge like this. They went to the World Series, as you know, in 2019. When you look at the five teams in the SEC, Chris, would you say Auburn has one of the better chances of making it to Super Regionals? Or how do you feel about this matchup that they've got in particular? Yeah, this is what it's all about. I mean, you know, this time of year it's about who gets hot, who's playing well. And typically it's about who's pitching the best. Now, Auburn's pitching was pretty good this past weekend, and, you know, I, I think they're going to be just fine there. But, man, the, the Red Hot bats, I mean, what they were doing at the plate, if they could carry that over or bring that to Corvallis, man, it's, I mean, they, they should go win this Super Regional. And, you know, I've been looking at this Oregon State team. They're a good team, but it's no, by no means the, the type of teams that Pat Casey had there uh, for years. It's, you know, it, there's no... You know, he used to have, like, dominant pitching, dominant fielding, like, you know, no balls would ever get out of the infield, that sort of thing. That's not this Oregon State team. They they are beatable. And so, yeah, man, if Auburn can keep those red-hot bats going there, I, I'm, I'm picking them to win this Super Regional. I think they got a really good shot. Which is exactly what Auburn Tiger fans want to hear. Again, we're talking with Chris Gordy here, the host of the Locked On SEC podcast. So, uh, obviously, we've got the SEC footprint in mind, and I know that we're going to take – any potential SEC bias out of this when I ask you the question, but five of the 16 teams left at this point of the season are from the Southeastern Conference. When you look at the last decade or so, Chris, where is the SEC in terms of baseball? It's the best. I mean, I know, you know, Pac-12, the Big 12, they've, they've had some nice runs, but, 
overall, top to bottom, I mean, I, I've said this for the longest. You know, when you got Friday night aces in this in this conference, and the guys you know when, that are going head to head Friday night starters, and then you look around the the big leagues, and you know, I see Casey Bice. I see you know, like all these dudes who uh, you know are, are part of starting rotations in Major League Baseball that came from the SEC. It's you know, it, it speaks to the volumes of what the talent level is in the SEC, and so. Yeah, you say five SEC teams are in. It really should have been eight. I mean, when I watched those series this past weekend, and you talk about Florida, Vanderbilt, and LSU all lost by one run in their elimination games, <laughs> I thought LSU was the better team at Southern Miss. They should have beat them. I thought I thought Vandy should have won. I thought Florida should have won. It should have been eight SEC teams at Super Regionals this weekend. But, look, we can't get greedy. We got five. And, you know, I think at minimum three of these teams are going to advance and get to Omaha. So, um, you know, I'd like to get greedy and say all five, but I think I think at least three. And what's crazy to me is, you know, if you'd have told me a month ago that Auburn would go to Omaha, I would have said you're crazy. If you'd have told me a month ago that Ole Miss was going to find themselves into the tournament somehow and get to the Super Regionals, I would have said you're nuts. And Texas A&M, I, you know, I interviewed Jim Schlossnagel before the season. He's a great coach, came over from TCU, but he kept telling me how he had to rebuild this thing and how he had to build it from the bottom up. And, man, year one, he's got – Texas A&M hosting a Super Regional against Louisville. It's just unbelievable what, what transpired this year in the SEC. Yeah, A&M winning the SEC West. Of course, a lot of it didn't matter because the majority of the conversation in the league this season was what Tony Vitello and the Tennessee Volunteers were able to do. Uh, I mean, Tennessee's chances going into this thing, a lot of people are asking the question, all right, Tennessee or the field, what does that conversation look like as we get set for the Super Regionals? Like, is there a way to knock off the Volunteers, or do we kind of know what's coming here? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, the biggest concern I've had for them is when they get outside of that ballpark. Um, you know, they play in a very hitter-friendly ballpark. I think they're going to be fine with Notre Dame this weekend. Now, I've told, somebody told me Notre Dame is a very scrappy team. They do not count them out. Tennessee's going to have to bring their A game and play well. But my question is when Tennessee gets to Omaha, what if those balls are, you know, all those home runs that get hit all year, what if suddenly it's a dead ball? And those are on the, uh, on the warning track. That is what concerns me with this Tennessee team. They've been stellar. Don't get me wrong. That's been a strength of theirs. But the, the biggest strength has been the home run power and hitting all those balls out. And what happens if they get to Omaha and those balls aren't finding their way out of the yard? That's where, you know, the concerns are for Tennessee. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you're the number one team for most of the year. Tony Vitello talks a lot of trash. Yeah. They back it up. But, man, it's, it's absolutely – it's not Omaha or bust. It's championship or bust. I like that Auburn said that the other day, that, you know, it's, we're not just – we don't just want to get to Omaha. We want to win it all. Yeah, that is absolutely the mentality of Tennessee. If Tony Vitello and Tennessee do not win the, the whole thing this year, it's it's a disappointment to uh, what was otherwise a really special year. All of us want to run through a wall for Butch Thompson anytime we hear him speak, and certainly earlier this week uh, that was the case. As Super Regionals get set this upcoming weekend, and then eight teams go on to Omaha to compete in the College World Series, we'll see how many SEC teams 
make it there. Chris Gordy, he is the host of the Locked On SEC podcast, joining us here on the show. Let's transition a little bit to football because talking season is here, uh, five or six weeks away from SEC Media Days. We're looking forward to seeing you there again, this time in Atlanta, Chris. But let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers. We just talked about them on baseball. And if this was Alabama, we'd be talking Tennessee more frequently, where you have our eyes more gear so toward the Georgia Bulldogs and what they're doing. But uh, tell me what's going on with the Tennessee Volunteers football team as they get set for this upcoming season. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, look, there's a lot of hype around Hendon Hooker, rightfully so. I think uh, I think Josh Heupel is uh, is a really good coach. I think he only scratched the surface on what this offense can be this year. Um, you know, Cedric Tillman, I know, it was you know, Athlon Sports did their preseason first team offense, first team defense. And Tillman's on that list. I, I like the Vols. I think they're going to score a lot of points. It's that defense that concerns me. You know, uh, they, they had some nice games last year. Uh, you know, the shootout with, with Kentucky, they were able to get enough stops to win that one. But, you know, that, I think how well that defense plays this year is really what's going to make this, you know, a, a pretty good season or a great season for, for Tennessee. So, um, again, I, I can't get over enough on, you know, the strength of the quarterbacks across this league. Everybody wants to talk about, you know, the quarterback battles at Texas A&M and at LSU and at Auburn. And those are big storylines, don't get me wrong. But, man, I feel like we're ignoring guys like Anthony Richardson of Florida, who I thought was one of the most electric playmakers when he got on the field last year when he was healthy. And now it sounds like he's back and he's healthy, and he's the guy now. He's been handed the keys. Emory Jones has, has hit the transfer portal. He's gone. I think Anthony Richardson, if, if him and Florida can stay healthy, they're going to surprise the people win some games they're not supposed to. Obviously, you got Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama. You got Stetson Bennett at Georgia, but uh, you know Hendon Hooker, Will Levis at Kentucky. This may, you know, the, the quarterbacks. When it's all said and done, this may be one of the better crops of quarterbacks we've had in the SEC in a while. Especially if some of these battles, uh, the quarterback battles, uh, prove out. And you know, let's say Miles Brennan wins the job at LSU and is very productive, he could be one of the four or five best quarterbacks in the SEC. And I'm not going to count out – I mean, if my guy Zach Calzada wins the Auburn job, I think he could do a pretty good job. I think he could be serviceable and, and be in the top half of quarterbacks in the SEC as well. So I say all that to say I think top to bottom, I think this could be a very, very strong year for quarterback play in the SEC. But Hendon Hooker is certainly a guy who showed last year. He, he can take over games, and I'm curious to see what he does this year. Chris, speaking of quarterback play in the SEC, as, as J.J. mentioned, we've got our eyes more focused so on uh, Georgia being on this side of the state with Auburn's uh, biggest SEC East rival. And when it comes to quarterback play for the Georgia Bulldogs, a lot of stuff on Twitter has been trending with uh, Arch Manning heading to the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know if you know anything about his latest recruitment stuff, uh, but could you fill in our listeners about what you're hearing about Arch Manning, uh, what, what, where we're at with his recruitment? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, everything I've heard is is that you know they they're very high on Georgia. Obviously, winning the national championship doesn't hurt. Um, but Kirby's very you know like he's a very likable coach. Uh, you have a good offense with Todd Munkin, who's not going anywhere. It's, you know, sounds like he's going to be you know stay put. And he's going to be there a while. Um, so there's a lot of good things to sell. Uh, you're going to have stud defenses. You're going to have stud offensive weapons all around you. And, oh, by the way, yeah, I know we brought in Gunnar Stockton and, you know, uh, Beck and all these different guys, but, like, at the end of the day, if Arch Manning goes there, you know, this is Stetson Smith last year, uh, he could start from day one at, at Georgia. If, if he goes to, you know, Texas, which I know is the other school that's way up there, 
Quinn Ewers just got there. Quinn Ewers, if he's very productive and Texas is good this year, Quinn Ewers isn't going to give the job up to Arch Manning next year. And so I think it's a perfect for Arch to start year one if he goes to Georgia. And, again, the more and more I hear about it and read about it, it just starts to make a lot more a lot of sense. Um, again, I've been told, do not count out Texas. That Steve Sarkeesian has really uh, hooked his nails into Arch and, and really wants to try to convince him that you know he can be the guy to help turn Texas around. But I think a lot is going to have to do with what Quinn Ewers does this year at Texas. And, again, you know, what's the stability there? Year one, Sarkeesian was a big disappointment. What happens if year two, you know, they go six and six and lose some games they're not supposed to? And it's disappointing again. Is that enough of a sell for Arch Manning? You know, when he looks at it and says, well, Georgia seems like a much more stable program. So if I had to bet it today, I would say Arch ends up at Georgia. But a few weeks ago, I thought maybe Alabama was going to be the, the place. A few weeks before that, I thought maybe it was Texas. So it's as good a guess as anybody. But if I had to guess today, I would say Arch is going to Georgia. Chris, one of the more interesting hires, I think, in the SEC, probably the most interesting hire, Brian Kelly going to LSU. They went through a dumpster fire last year, but they're obviously always going to be super talented because it's LSU. What are your expectations for the, the Bengal Tigers this season? I think they'll lay a foundation. I mean, I think they've, they've got some talented pieces. I think they can win some games they're maybe not supposed to or maybe not expected to because I think Miles Brennan is that good. I think Jaden Daniels coming in from Arizona State, if he doesn't win the starting job, I think there are roles uh, for him to play. They can put in some packages for him to be uh, a change-of-pace quarterback. They've got a good backfield. They've got some good receivers in Keyshawn Boutin. They've got some pretty good players on that defense, particularly in the front seven uh, on that defensive line. B.J. Ojolari, some really, really good pieces. And so I think, you know, look, they're, they, they're going to be favorites against Florida State week one. They should win that one. Um, you know, I think an eight and four type season is not crazy for to expectations for Brian Kelly in year one. But it's funny, you know, when I look at the coaching rankings, uh, our buddy Bill Bender at Sporting News put out his coaching rankings the other day, and he has Brian Kelly. I think he had him at like number three in his coaching rankings at all of college football, and he had Jimbo Fisher at number five. And I thought that was interesting because that was the first time I've seen in a coaching rankings somebody had Brian Kelly ahead of Jimbo Fisher. But to me, it makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of Brian Kelly achieved everything he could at Notre Dame. He was capped a little bit. You know, he's got guys that have to maintain 4.0 GPAs. And nothing against my alma mater at LSU, but, you know, I got in there, did not have a 4.0. Did not have a very good GPA. You don't have to maintain that to play football at LSU. So um, he's going to get a different, a different type of athlete. And when I just look at the two styles, I know Jimbo just won the recruiting championship. That's great, but... We're talking about trying to win a national championship. And I just wonder, man, if, if Jimbo can't start doing that and, and at least competing for the SEC West here very soon and you keep losing four or five games every year, Brian Kelly's got a plan. I think within three years, Brian Kelly's going to have LSU competing for a national championship. And, uh, yeah, it's just an interesting standpoint of, you know, I never thought, you know, I would say that I would have Brian Kelly ranked ahead of Jimbo Fisher, but you know what? I think as a coach overall, I think his upside is ceiling. I think Brian Kelly could absolutely win a championship with LSU. Chris, don't ever sell yourself short. Anytime I'm listening to Chris Gordy talk all things SEC, I'm like, this is one of the most educated men 
in the room and in the conversation. I'm going to set you up for success here. Speaking about some academics and a good institution, I know that you haven't been asked many questions about the Vanderbilt Commodores on the gridiron going into this upcoming season. I want to show you off here. Tell me something exciting or noteworthy about Vanderbilt football as we get set for 2022. Oh, man. Uh, Clark Lee's a defensive-minded coach, so maybe the defense gets better. Um you know, I had Ken Seals on my show uh, back in, in late December, and what a cool kid, an easy kid to root for. Uh, you know, he told some great stories about how they went on the field and celebrated last year when they won their first game, and he's like, you know, I had to check myself and be like, we're acting like we just won a championship. He's like, no, man, we fought hard. We, we went winless the year prior, his freshman year. They went 0-10 or 0-9, whatever it was in the SEC that year. Uh, he's like, we're going to celebrate this. And so, yeah, it's, man, it's bad. It's, it's, it's going to get better. They are recruiting well, but recruiting well at Vanderbilt is getting some three, you know, a bunch of three stars and some four stars, whereas the Georges and the Bamas and the Auburns are getting the four and five stars. Yeah. So it's it's tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know if Ken Seals is going to win the job. I know Mike Wright looked pretty good in in the spring game and, and made some plays with with his legs. But um, man, I, I mean, if they could get back, it, the, the ceiling at all at Vandy is you get the six wins, you get bowl eligible. That that is a win. James Franklin did it there, and they crowned him as a king. I just don't know if Clark Lee is going to be the guy to be able to do that there. So, yeah, I mean, optimism. Defense gets a little bit better this year, but but how much better? Not enough to compete in the SEC. More Vandy talk always. I'm all here for it. Uh, Chris, i got to ask you this. You've been to, uh, you've been to the theaters yet to see Top Gun Maverick? Not yet. I just got back. My wife and I, we had a, a European trip planned for – April of 2020, and that got shut down. So we just, we literally just finished our European trip. So we were over in Rome and Paris and Florence and Venice and all these European cities the last two weeks. So I was the nut job on the train going across the country, reading up SEC articles and writing down notes and actually did my show a couple times from uh, Florence. Uh, so Incredible. If, you, if you get a chance, go to my YouTube page and check that out. You can see me with uh, Florence in the background doing my Locked on SEC show. But, uh, no, I have not gotten to theaters yet. My wife and I are planning to do it this weekend to go see the new Top Gun, the new Jurassic Park, and looking forward to catching up on all that before we get to SEC Media Days here in a couple weeks. There you go. Well, look, it's uh, it's certainly great. We got out there earlier this week and, and enjoyed it. It's as good as advertised. And uh, Hey, listen, I really do appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, and we're looking forward to seeing you again in person at SEC Media Days, okay? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Looking forward to uh, going to do the Atlanta thing this year. Yeah. Hey, I, I've heard... A little birdie is said, Nashville is in the works, and maybe even a New Orleans trip down the road. So it's going to be fun to take the SEC uh, media days on the road to different cities. Yes, so much so. All right, Chris, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, thanks, guys. All right, that's Chris Gordy. He is the host of Locked on SEC, and he's joining us there on Sports Call. It's important to talk about Vanderbilt football every now and again, Brooks. Like, they're yes. still a program. Is, is Vanderbilt is a football is it, team, too. Is it? <laughs> they're not just bowlers up there. And he said Clark Lee is the head coach. He started the answer that way, and I said, yep, there we go. That's enough. All right, uh, let's take a commercial break. We're back in a moment after this on Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers. 
and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, tap Enable to Use, you're done. All you have to do now is say, hey Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Uh, thank you again to Chris Gordy, the host of Locked on SEC, for joining us a moment ago. Our guy Barry Blanchard is here with us in studio. Barry, how are you? I'm spiffy. How about yourself? Uh, very well. Thank you for asking. Glad to have you back on the show with us. Oh, it's always a joy. Every time I get to come through, I'm just hoping I can contribute. You, you know? absolutely can. We're getting closer to college football season. Uh, a few weeks away from SEC Media Days, which feels like the uh, we dub it the unofficial start to the college football season. Uh, we just talked a little bit about some teams exiting spring ball here in the summer portion with Chris Gordy, the host of Locked on SEC. Was there anything noteworthy to you from listening to some of the comments that he was making there, Barry? Um, I like the part about the Tennessee football just because like, I think they, they shocked some people last year and uh, put themselves on the map. So now maybe they can add a little bit of intrigue to this whole SEC thing we got going on down here. Maybe they go out there and upset Alabama for us next year. Yeah. Just uh, shaking things up, the excitement. Right. Uh, Auburn's got Georgia, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Tennessee always has Alabama, dubbed the third Saturday in October. Uh And, Brooks, you were saying it earlier, 2006, I believe. Was the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. The last time Tennessee beat Alabama. You know, that was my first year as a Titans fan. (laughs) No. No, just – Those things go hand in hand. I don't want to – Point no elbows, but I have to say there are I a lot of volunteer that. fans that are also Titan fans like yourselves. But uh, he's right. Hinton Hooker played a really good quarterback spot for the Vols a season ago. We'll see if he could do it again this upcoming season. And uh, look, Tennessee people love their Vols, mm. and they're gonna get the turnout. Neyland is one of the largest stadiums in all of college football. I, I am curious as to what they're gonna be able to do this upcoming season. I, I think they. I think you're gonna surprise a lot of people. I, you know, defense coming in with the defensive-minded head coach. I, those are my favorite of all football coaches. So, you just all you need a couple stops here and there. You get a nice explosive offense going. You beat anybody any given Sunday. I was gonna look up uh, Tennessee football schedule for this year. Um, let me pull this up really quickly. They've got a favorable esque schedule to start the year. Uh, you get Ball State at home, then you're at Pitt, which is, is ne- not necessarily an easy t- game, but you're having to replace the top wide receiver in the country, literally the top wide receiver in the country, and the uh, first quarterback off the board. So you're having to replace some offensive weapons there. And you get the Akron Zips and then Florida before you hit a off week, and then you're at LSU, host Bama, UT Martin, Kentucky at Georgia, Missouri at South Carolina, and that Vanderbilt. It's a... It's a mixed bag of schedule for Tennessee this year. I think you could you could go into if you play well, if you if you play where how you think you can play. If you're Tennessee, you can go into that Florida game 3 and 0 and then potentially go into that LSU game 
four and zero after beating Florida, and then like we said with Ole Miss, you just don't know what uh what this LSU team is going to be. You could go into that Alabama game undefeated in in uh, on October fifteenth, and you're hosting and un- you're hosting Alabama, who's probably going to be undefeated too at that point, um, unless Texas can get them uh, early on in the schedule, but. You could potentially have two undefeated teams going at it in Neyland Stadium and one one of the best opportunities for Tennessee potentially to beat Alabama in a while. I know they've had several different times in the past few years where they've come so close to be able to, to upset Alabama and it's just something's gone wrong. Some There's been a play that's happened that's kind of been like, well, what are you doing? Mount Cody. Yeah. Um, well, that I, I was more thinking so the um, – was it Josh? No, it was, it was Garantano – who tried to sneak it oh, in yeah. and went one way? Good tried to Lord. tried to leap over the pile, but all he had to do was go to the left, and it was he would have waltzed into the end zone. Uh-huh. He could have he could have literally crawled into the end zone and been and no one would have touched him. But he tried to go up over the top and had the ball punched out of his hand uh, a couple years back. But you've got a chance, you know. I've forgotten about that. No, I'm sad. <laughs> you've got a chance to go in five and zero if 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 you everything plays out right in that Alabama game in the middle of the season. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm starting to think about what SEC football is going to look like. I think your top is pretty well set with Bama and Georgia are one and two. And as much as I hate to say that, as much as I feel pain saying those words, I, I feel like that's just where it's obvious. And I feel like the bottom is pretty obvious. I feel like Missouri and Vanderbilt are going to be your bottom two teams. I feel like every other spot is up for grabs. Seriously, I mean, LSU, Florida, Auburn, Tennessee, uh, I mean – the Mississippi schools, name name me the best of that bunch. I don't think you Auburn. can right now. I, well, <laughs> we certainly hope so. We certainly hope so, Barry. And I think Auburn has a shot at it. But, you know, it's it's such a weird, loaded SEC. But look, since we're talking specifically uh, about the Volunteers, hosting Florida, I don't know. I, I'm with I think I'm with uh, Chris Gordy. I think Anthony Richardson's going to be a really really good quarterback. I think he was very exciting last year when he when he came out and played. And you know Dan Mullen doing whatever the hell he did that ended up getting him fired with that was was certainly a decision. But I, I'm a really big Anthony Richardson fan. Going to Tiger Stadium in L, uh, going to LSU. That one's going to be one to keep your eye on because if they can start five and zero, then they've beaten a decent Florida team and they've gone to LSU and won. And I don't care how good or bad LSU is, going to Tiger Stadium and winning is something to is it's nothing to shake a stick at. So if they're go if they're five and zero going to that Alabama game, then I'm you've got a real contest on your hands. Perhaps I mean it's very possible Alabama beats them by thirty regardless. But you know that that is a really interesting way that their schedule sets up. But I mean Kentucky, and then you go to Alabama, or you go to Georgia. That should be a shellacking. But then Missouri, which whatever, South Carolina, kind of whatever, and then Vanderbilt, which we've established is the bottom of the pecking order. So I mean, there's a very real path here. Vandy plays football too. Vandy Vanderbilt is one of the football teams in Keep the SEC. Keep preaching it. Um, I think so, I like, think we're gonna a, talk Vanderbilt into a couple more wins here. I, I, <laughs> there's there's. there's Sticking with Tennessee right now because that's just the topic. I don't, I'm really not sure how we got here, but since we're talking about Tennessee, I, there's a real possibility for nine and three here, eight and four perhaps. And if they get really lucky and they play above their heads a little bit, ten and two is very possible. But I, I think that I think that this schedule could shape up to be a very very interesting. When is that? That's October fifteenth when they host Alabama. That'll be an interesting one. It could be very interesting or. 
they could be three and two and coming off of bad losses against Florida and LSU. Yeah, I, I saw like a spark in Tennessee last year. I remember actually being with family watching them when they played Alabama and Alabama fans were sweating a little bit. They were watching that game and they didn't have that overwhelming sense of confidence like we're going to beat this team. We've got this in the bag. And I think that's a, a testament to the program that they've built out there in Tennessee where each year you can't just can't just mark that off as an easy W. So coming into this year, knowing that they're going to do some work on that defensive side of the football but maintain that offensive prowess that they have, there's some – there's some shockers on that schedule. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna see a team take that next step to be one of those teams that we talk about year in and year out as a problem on anybody's schedule, in comparison to you know past years. It's just like, oh, Tennessee, they'll play. Yeah, no uh, doubt about it. No, it's a great conversation we had there with Chris Gordy, the host of Locked On SEC, as we're getting closer to uh, football season, obviously, and we will talk about every single SEC team. That's the reason for a bit of a lengthy volunteer discussion. It's not going to be our only one over the next few weeks because all of our listeners love college football. So here we are to inform and entertain. Athlon Sports has released their all-SEC teams. They've got their preview magazines out. We talked to the folks at Athlon Sports. We talked to, to Phil Steele, who does such a good job with his comprehensive college football preview. The SEC team that leads all SEC selections, preseason selections, is the Alabama Crimson Tide. They've got 18 of them. baffled. Four teams put together uh, by Athlon Sports. Alabama's got 18 selections. Georgia has 13. Tennessee has 10. LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, and Mississippi State have nine in the all-SEC selections. Again, they put out their first, second, third, and fourth team in their Athlon Sports selections for uh, the best players in, uh, in the conference coming up. So, uh, But we're not really surprised that Alabama's there at the top with 18. Nah, not really. They're, they're the crown jewel of the conference, yeah. as they say. And each and every year, you got to expect that they'll be the best, and they have the best recruitments. Yeah. and. They're going to field the best team, and everybody else is just going to be out there with them. I hate it. I, I <laughs> can't stand it. It's, yes, it's, a ta- it's a tale as old as time itself. We get it. They're good. They've won a lot. But that's the one thing I would love to remind Alabama fans and these sports writers every year. It's like we can't. Those past winnings don't mean nothing tomorrow or right now. It's a new season it for sure. It is a new season, new and scheme. And a new team. New teams. New atmosphere. I'm glad you said it because I was I was right on the edge and I was just like I don't know if I if I want to say this. So I I just I want they, you know I wish they put things into that perspective, but I understand it's preseason and you gotta you gotta build off yeah. what you know. So I'll I'll just go into it like I do any other football season. Like oh well I guess we'll just have to see. You gotta play it out. I mean you do yeah. have to see it. You, the gotta, play the uh, you gotta play the games. Athlon sports their conference teams again. First team all SEC. Only two Auburn players made first team selections. Tank Bigsby at running back. Derek Hall at defensive line. Quarterback is such an important position. Let's talk this. Bryce Young, your first team quarterback in the conference. Second team quarterback is Hendon Hooker of those. Tennessee Volunteers. The third team QB is KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, and then the fourth team quarterback Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Brooke, any, Brooks, any of those uh, quarterbacks stand out to you there? Bryce Young, first team, second team quarterback Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, third team KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, and Will Rogers 
with Mike Leach's air raid offense at number four? I mean, I, I think it would be dismissive to say that uh, Bryce Young didn't, quote, stand out because he is the Heisman Trophy winner. He's the defending Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Um, so he, he's de- he definitely stands out. He's uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the, in the conference, one of the he's top good. quarterbacks in the country. He's very good. Um, I'm really interested, though, in that number four guy, uh, Will Rogers, because of how Mississippi State – uh, continues to develop and continues to um, – how their offense kind of looks under uh, uh, Mike Leach. I don't know why his name just escaped me for a second. The Pirate. I wanted to look back at – um, I love Mike Leach. He's w- my favorite. wanted to look back at last year. Uh, it was, I don't know how good a coach he is, but he is my favorite. If you look at – his first year was 2020. This Last year was his second year. You start out just horrendous. You get you Well, you beat LSU to start the year. And you go, you lose four in a row, you beat Vanderbilt, lose three in a row, and you beat Missouri and beat Tulsa to end the year. And then last year, so you, you saw the very you saw the trend upwards. And then last year, you come out, start off two and zero, lose two in a row, Memphis and LSU, beat A and M, lose to Alabama, beat Vanderbilt, beat Kentucky, lose to Arkansas, beat Auburn, beat Tennessee State lose to Ole Miss, and then lose to Texas Tech. So it was kind of a mixed bag of tricks last year of where they were going. Um, but they scored a lot more consistently last year than they did in that first year under uh, Mike Leach. And so I think Will Rogers can be a really, really talented, versatile quarterback in this offense as he continues to grow. And I think they've got a you know a favorable-esque schedule. Uh, you got Memphis to start the year, which is not the same Memphis that we've seen in the past few years. You're at Arizona, which that could be a problem, but Arizona has not been good for a few years. At LSU, again, a team we don't know about how they're going to be under Brian Kelly. Bowling Green, and then you hit uh, conference play with that with Texas A&M. You've got a chance, and then you're Arkansas, Kentucky, and you get you do get Georgia this year for your SEC East opponent, your other SEC East opponent that's not Kentucky. So. That could be a real problem for them, but I think that Will Rogers, if you put him in good situations and you continue to let give him time to throw the football in this offense, I think that he could be a, a guy that steps up and makes a lot of noise in this conference. I would not be shocked if you know he's a what the fourth team SEC quarterback right now uh, from Athlon. I would not be shocked if he moves up the up the charts. I don't think he's going to be a first team quarterback whatsoever because Bryce Young is still in this conference. But if he if he moves up, he could be the number two quarterback in the conference at the end of the year if you put him in the right situations. You throw for a lot of yards, it certainly helps. You got eyeballs, you get big wins. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the case. But Bryce Young, he is uh, he's the guy. He's the real deal. And uh, he's coming back to Alabama for another season. All right, that brings the second hour of our show to a close. We've got more fun to come here during today's show. Alongside Brant Daughtry, Brooks Childress, and Barry Blanchard, my name is J.J. Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling.
two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Deal yourself in to the 23rd Annual Sheriff's Girls Ranch Poker Run. Presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer on Saturday, June 11th on beautiful Lake Martin. Play for that straight flush or full house as you pick a card at each of our stops around the lake. The stakes are high at this 44,000 acre poker table as the player who holds the best hand at the end of the day wins $5,000. And of course, $10,000 will go to benefit the Sheriff's Girls Ranch. Call 334-887-9999 to register today. A limited number of tax-deductible tickets are available. It's the 23rd Annual Sheriff's Girls Ranch Poker Run, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, Saturday, June 11th on beautiful Lake Martin. Come on, put some skin in the game. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress, Barry Blanchard, and Brant Daughtry. It is a fun Thursday. Uh, it's supposed to be a fun Friday is what we like to say, but I want to make Thursday fun. So that's what we're going to do here in the final hour of the program. We'll have a couple of uh, football discussions here. And then yesterday, we had the sports call spelling bee uh, that I took place. I missed the spelling bee? And, Brooks, we're going to run it back. We're, we're going to run it back, and I'm going to have Barry and Brant participate this time. Are we going oh. six great words um, again? Because no. uh, they participated in the Diblets test yeah. that Barry put us Dibbles. through. Dibbles. Dibbles. Sorry. Dibbles. Dibbles. <laughs> Dibbles, Dibbles is funny too, but Diblets is also pretty good. Dibbles. And uh, I feel like they missed out. So I want them to, uh, we'll, we'll leave out the funny tough names or anything like that. Oh I just, no, those oh, were just for you. Right. Okay. Uh, as you good noticed, point, no one, no one ever got I, a name except for you. I didn't even know. I yeah, wanted to go, right. I wanted to go past player names. I wanted to throw Wanago at you. But, Prince uh, Tega. Yeah, Prince yeah, Tega. I would have been he, okay there. He didn't. Oh, you know how to say that? Yeah. Okay. Go I do know it. how to do say it. it. Want to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, spell it. Is what okay. I mean. W-A-N-O-G-H-O. That's okay. correct. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I want to do. Can we do that? Yeah. Do we, okay. Are we going back to the sixth grade words? What would these guys like to do? Do y'all want sixth grade or you don't want to go easier? I can't spell out loud. What? I'll say I, that right I don't, now. I don't, I'm terrible I, at it. I, I can have, I can write stuff and be fine. I want to I want to stick with sixth grade. All right. Yeah. I can go get my list. Yeah. I want to stick with sixth grade. I, I you didn't throw it away. No. Yeah. That's, right. I want to stick with sixth grade. All right. I'll get it. We're in gonna a do bit. that. All right. Here we are on this Thursday edition of Sports Call. Uh, let's remind you once again who, in fact, is our Sports Call Player of the Week. Sports Calls Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. 
Auburn shortstop Brody Moore is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Brought to you by Eric McDade State Farm. The senior leader helped a red-hot Auburn baseball team to win the Auburn Regional over the weekend, securing a spot in the Super Regionals. Moore was named MVP of the Auburn Regional after going 8 for 15 with a home run, 6 RBIs, and 3 walks across the weekend. Brody Moore is Sports Call's Player of the Week. He is, in fact, Sports Call's Player of the Week, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. Big-time shortstop, uh, making big-time plays for the Tigers. They are heading to the Super Regionals that get started on Saturday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday against Oregon State. If Auburn baseball wins, they go to the College World Series. They would be one of the eight teams to participate in the College World Series. It is a best-of-three game series against Oregon State. So if Auburn wins... Saturday and Sunday, no need to play Monday. They're going to the World Series. If Oregon State were to win those two games, same would be said. If they split the first two, then you got the winner-take-all game three. So that's coming up this weekend. But Brant Brody Moore was electric this past weekend for the Tigers, Brody as you Moore, just told us. Yeah, yeah, Brody Moore was incredible. I, <laughs> you opened up the Auburn Regional with Brody Moore hitting a home run twice in one inning. From Kate Foster. That was, that was, yeah, Kate Foster. Was Never Cole, mind. Cole Foster. But Brody Moore. Cole. Brody Kate Moore. Foster. Cole, Kate, Kate Foster was a kicker for okay. Alabama. That's right. <laughs> Cole, Cole Foster. Foster absolutely Kate did Foster, that. He had kicker three. in the 2013 Iron Bowl. He missed three field goals. That's great. And, and Cole Foster had three home runs. Yes. And you're right. He in the did same have game. two of them from different sides of the plate in the same inning. He wears number seven on his jersey. Does Cole Foster. Yes. That plays infield and second base defensively for the Tigers. Brody Moore plays shortstop. I did watch the game. Yes. I did watch the you game. You also read the commercial there that says yeah. that Brody Moore <laughs> I read the commercial. was the, uh, yeah. Was yeah, the sports call Can player we of the spell? Week. Can we spell now? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can we just do something else? Can we, can we, Congratulations can we to Brody not, Moore. Can we not let me say something stupid? Yeah. Brody um, Moore went 8 for 15 with the home run, 6 RBIs, and 3 walks across the weekend. Thank great, you. great performance. Not two home runs. From, uh, from Brody Moore. Just one home run. Yeah. Uh, and he's our he player a, of the week. He had some great defensive plays, he too, did. being he there all weekend. Really uh, had some good defensive plays. Let's just spell. All Let's, right. uh, we need to take a break. Why and, did you do uh, that? We do that on Tuesdays. <laughs> I know, but I can also remind people. You can. Yeah. Because I want to give a shout-out to Eric McDade State Farm. Fair enough. And I want to have a good okay. opportunity. That was my setup. We still need to talk a little Auburn baseball because they're playing in the Super Regionals. And Brody Moore's bat and key is uh, important, as is Cade Cole Foster. Foster. And Cade Foster. <laughs> and Cade Kickers Foster. are people, too. They Adam are Griffith. People too. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's take a commercial break. Fun after this. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan... Roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Welcome back in. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson here with Brooks Childress and... Brant Daughtry and Barry Blanchard. Everybody's name starts with a B except mine. You feel left out? I feel like yeah. we've had that conversation before. Well, here Maybe we are having it Listen, again. Yeah. This, I, I bet you feel the same way I did when I hosted the show when it was Brant, Javon, and Cam, and me. Uh-huh. And that's three Georgia residents versus right, one Alabama resident. Yeah. Wasn't great. 
Yeah, that's how I kind of feel right now. Uh, we're going to get set to run it back. Our sports call spelling bee here. Not really uh, running it back. But it's not really a sports call spelling bee either. And we're not, you're right, we're not really running it back. It's just a spelling bee. It's on sports call. Um, could you do me a favor really quickly? Sure. Could you go make a copy of that? Uh-huh. So that I can also be following along because okay. we're on opposite sides of the desk. Do you want Do you want me to just print off another one of these? Because this has all my markings from yesterday. Okay. All yeah. Right. All right. If, if you'd like to do that and while right. we set it up. Barry, what is your history in spelling? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> third grade. It was. It, I used to be a perennial spelling bee, like on the circuit, because I used to love me some scripts. Uh, Akila and the Bee was one of my founding movies as a youth. That's a good movie. Oh man, it's greatness. So for my first spelling bee, you know, you go through your class, you go through your grade, and you represent your grade. Yeah. In the school spelling bee, then I won the school spelling bee, so I went to the district spelling bee. You won. Yes. The school spelling. I won bee. second grade. I'm feeling worse and worse. <laughs> as so I went to the district spelling bee, and at the district spelling bee, B actually it was third grade. I remember that it was third grade. Hey, I'm in the district spelling bee. So me and the girl I'm going against, we spell all of the third grade words. They were like blown away. So it's like, well, these two make amazing spellers have went through our whole list. So we're going to give them the fourth grade words. Right. Right. So I'm like, OK, I'm ready. Let's go. Me and her spelling back and forth. Like I lived the Keela and the bee. It was like <laughs> yeah. that. We were in a spelling sudden death. Me and this girl. And it was my turn. And I had like envelope. Didn't know how to spell it. I was just like, I got to sound this one out. I was like, E-N-V-E-L-O-P, envelope. I'm feeling good, <laughs> oh, no. feeling confident, but no. Silent E. At the end. The silent E at the end. Missed it. She ends up figuring out the E because I basically spelled the word for her. Yeah. Then she spelled achieve and she won. Then, it, it, that wasn't the sad part. Like, obviously, losing, it was sad. It came in second place. But I found out after the spelling bee that she had got the fourth grade list and was able to study them, and I wasn't. So she knew some of the words that were already on this list, and I wasn't. I was hurt, and I was angry, and it took me a long time to get over it. And ever since then, the spelling bees haven't really been the same because it's just like... <sighs> If you, you, you just that one, that one, that one, I think that was my time, and I feel like I missed my opportunity. Then I ended up misspelling Baron in like a next spelling bee. The I'm year impressed afterwards. you can remember all of this. I was very serious about yeah. my spelling bee career. Let's go to your competitor. What? Tell me your history with spelling bees. Uh, we did one when I was in like fifth grade, and I never made another class. I was like the seventh or eighth person eliminated in my class, and I was okay with that. <laughs> And you were always okay end of about story. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I'm smart. I'm pretty book smart. I like to think. But are you straight smart? Sure. <laughs> All right. I don't know. So when we did this yesterday, uh -huh. straight smart. Did we have some, like, <laughs> when there is a misspelling? Yeah. We needed to go to the other person. Yes. Right. Yeah. Officially, there was there was one instance where I someone got it wrong. I think Tom got a word wrong, uh -huh. and it should have gone to you. But I just told him that this is how it's spelled. But okay. then the rest of the time, it it went from the I next. I just want person. to lay out any rules yeah. for these guys. If you was that vacuum, no, no, vacuum was not it. Y'all, y'all did have a time with vacuum though. Vacuum, everybody. I, and I'll be vacuum. honest, I would have no, gotten that wrong. JJ didn't miss vacuum. JJ thought he was going to miss vacuum, but that, he got it. That second you was tripping people. No, I was yeah. no, I knew the W. I, I knew. And no, you it's, say not, w it's not a W. w. But w. double U. 
back to back <laughs> you to you i i was the two doubting youths. myself barry i I, w- I kept jumping back and forth because i was like do i need to go double need to go c's my, as my well or just a single a single c one c yeah you say double u and it's not the letter double yeah, but in the word vacuum there you you they're back to back double you mm-hmm. when i was listening to to the show i th- i thought vacuum was v a c c u m e and no one ever threw that out so that's mm-hmm. where I, I thought i was right with that cool. but then you had i th- i thought the two c's with an e at the end but it uh, turns out i was wrong in both points and I was ready. I was ready for it. <laughs> you, uh, you jumped on it, man. I was ready. You jumped I, on uh, it. I felt pretty proud about that. All right. So um, this is uh, a sixth grade spelling bee. Uh, this is smarter this than is, I feel. Exactly. This is Barry versus Brant. This is uh, spellingwordswell.com like is where we've gotten <laughs> this from. Yep. Uh, right and, well, to the oh, point. Heck yeah, dude. Give it its due. It's www.spelling-words-well.com. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. Uh, thanks <laughs> There's for hyphens. folks. For helping us out. Um, this is courtesy of 2011. So whether the uh, spelling has advanced. <laughs> I was in seventh grade in 2011. I missed this so by this one year. For you. I missed yeah. this by fitting. one year. Here Actually, we well, I mean, 2010 to 2011 was my sixth grade year. So. Yeah. All right. So this Here we works. Go. Here we go. Let's do this, Brooks. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Barry, you're up first. Your first word. I'm not, unless it's a really good word, I'm not going to use any words we said yesterday because Brant listened to the show yesterday. This is true. Your first word is gesture. Ooh, gesture. G-E-S-T-U-R-E, gesture. That's it. Look at that. Right, get right to Good it. Good job. Great job. Yep. All right, Brant, your first word is pressure. <sighs> no pressure. Okay. And there's a lot of it, actually. No pressure okay. spelling the word pressure. P-R-E-S-S-U-R-E, pressure. Correct. Oh, y'all got the sound effects? I mean, yeah. I, oh, yeah. watch yeah. out. Yeah, well, the the one where you get it right is really nice, but the one where you get it wrong is absolutely brutal. Well, let's <laughs> not find out. Yeah. <laughs> See who finds out what it sounds like first. Next. Mm-hmm. Barry, your next word is quote. Ooh, quote. K. Ooh, excuse me. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> now, he said it. He said it. No. He said it. Q-U-O-T-E. <laughs> Well, it was That's funny because I was like, what if I said a K? <laughs> Literally out loud. No. I've, have you ever tried to find a word that starts with Q but doesn't have a U right after it? It's hard. It is. I was I'm just throwing that out there. Frills, the English uh, language is very strange. That's a good thought to have, Barry. Yeah. Now that's a thought project that's going to you know, be in the, my brain for the rest of the day. All right, good luck. If this was official, would he have just been eliminated? I don't know what the official rules are. I don't know are. either. I don't know. You did. I mean, you knew instantly. You're yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm in trouble here. I did not mean, yes. to see K, mean to say K right out of the gates. I'm just curious. But obviously, we're gracious. So uh, you. congrats. Thank you you spelled the word correctly. Q-U-O-T-E. Quote. Brant. Brant. Your next word. Wrestle. You used to do this in high school. I did. Yeah, Wrestle. I did. For, I did this for a year. Um, w R. E S T L E wrestle. That's correct. Excellent. Very good, Brant. Proud of you, buddy. Thank you. I have to close my eyes and visualize it. I'm like riding on my knee. 
Well, I don't know if you ever watched the spelling bee. They they write it on yeah, they write it on their hands. They, yeah, they pretend to write it on their hands. The script issue was really just. We had the first ever spell off. Yeah, yeah. I saw year. that. I saw that. I did not watch it happen, but I did see. Steve that that told happened. us about it. Yeah, on one of our shows. All right, Barry, All back right. to you. Your next word is jealous. Ooh, jealous. First word, first letter, J E A L O U S, jealous. Correct. This is now. I have, I have like a just like an inclination now. It's like you actually know that jealous and envy is not the same thing. Like just random <laughs> quotes <laughs> and facts about the word. Brant, hello. We come back to you. Okay. Your next word is partial. 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 P A R T I A L. Partial. That's correct. Let's cool. go. Cool. <laughs> Barry. Brooks. Flip back to you. This is still happening. <laughs> temperature. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Temperature. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, like three syllables, bro. Really. <laughs> it's four, I think. Oh, stop it. Um, <clears throat> temperature. T-E-M-P-A-R-T-U-R-E. Temperature? No. Incorrect. Spell it again. Try or we gotta go back. No, to we gotta I, go I back. Sli- well, I I think I I know where he I messed up. The, yes. I know where he messed up. Brant. Okay. Your word is temperature. Okay. T e m p e r a t u r e temperature. That's correct. What did I say? You said T e m p a r. Oh. Well, yeah, that happened. Let's go! Barry, we go right back to you. Okay. Oh, your next word. I will get one wrong, so you will be able to catch up. <laughs> your next word is inquire. Oh. No. That, why? <laughs> inquire. <laughs> <laughs> this this one's kind of mean. Barry, this is spellingwordswell.com. I mean, come on. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Inquire. It's, it's, it's inquire. Gonna, it's gonna, you, you'll know right away if I mess up or not. I'm, I'm going yeah. with my heart. I n q u i r e. Yes, <laughs> hey, you got your swagger back. We yeah. needed that recovery. Yeah, like, yeah. That that i versus e yeah, that tripped me like, up for a second too. Like, Brant, hello. We need like what we we need to get. Do you remember? Um, oh, what was the game show? Who wants to be a millionaire? Like the very yeah. intense dun, music when. Dun, 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 yeah, we dun, need that. We dun, need that yeah. music. Brant, your next word is museum. Ooh. Museum. Museum. M U S E U M. That's well correct. done. Those take U's a second, and think about it, yeah. take a breath. A little confusing. Get it out there. Yeah, it's it's like spelling it out loud, I kind of lose track of where I am in the word. I or you can lose track of it. I almost did in temperature. But uh, you know, if again like writing it out on your hand or like on your leg helps a lot. Yeah, that's why you gotta keep track somehow. Barry. Back to you. No more four syllable words, please. Oh no. <laughs> especially. <laughs> especially. Um, yeah. Before I spell this, you know that game you used to play in school where y'all all stand up and you're supposed to spell a word and you say one letter at a time. Uh huh. And then you're supposed to keep it going to spell a word. This word took out the whole class for me once oh, by no. itself. 
I'm yeah. impressed so you he's, remember these so things. So he's got like, a memory is... connected to it, which means he's got some way to remember it, which means he's got <sighs> I mean, this. I lost in this game, too. So <laughs> okay, I, no. Yeah, but, like, you corrected afterwards. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Okay, especially. Especially. That sounds like another four-syllable word. Um, it is. E-S-P-E-C-I-A-L-L-Y, especially. That is correct. Right, Look yeah. at that. Brant. All right. Your next word. <laughs> Did that show up on the waveform? I can't is, see it. Is. Oh. You <laughs> found it. That's it. That's the music. Your next word. Oh, hold on. I don't have my. Is. Okay, that's going to be way too distracting. <laughs> patient. 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 P A T I E N T. Patient. It's correct. Correct. Give me my ding. It's hard to do both, the yeah. music and the ding. <laughs> okay. You can hear it a little oh, bit right. in the background. Yeah. Barry. Yes, sir. I'm going to make this a hot key after the show's over. <laughs> can we, like, play one through, like, YouTube and... That's, That's what, what I'm we're trying. Doing. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know what you're doing, doing back uh, there. I can't see it. It's mechanical genius is yeah. what it is. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll explain during a break the yeah. problem we run into here. Yes. All right. Your next word is mechanic. Ooh. Mechanic. Mechanic. M E C H A N I C. Mechanic. That is correct. You know that. Yeah. Are we still going? Yeah. Okay. So where's the problem that we ran into? I'll tell you. No, yeah. I'll explain <laughs> it in a break. It's like, cause you just we just did that flawlessly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How many more words do we want to do? Let's do a couple of more and we'll right. take a break. All right. <laughs> Your next one. How many more? A couple. Get a couple. Brant. Yeah. Disastrous. Oh God! <laughs> disastrous. This word could be disastrous for Brant's Disast perfect record. Yeah. Disastrous. Yeah, four. There we That's go. Fair. It's fair. Those four syllable words. Disastrous. D i s a s t r o u s. Disastrous. Yeah. That's correct. Awesome. Let's go. He set me up. He said he couldn't spell out loud. <laughs> what, that, <laughs> that, one, that one was very tough. Like, after, what was it? I, I paused. What, what was it? I paused after the first T, right? Like, the disaster. No, there is only one T. Um, D-I-S-A. That was where I got, that was where I, I did have to take a second. Barry, your next word is violence. Violence. <laughs> 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 I sound like a Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I choose violence, well, Mister Bond. It's exactly funny you said that because I used to play 007 Goldeneye, and this is like a Banger. 007 Goldeneye song right here. Mm, it's not like when I hear it. it's uh, but, but the violence, no, violence. No, no, V I O L E N C E, violence. That is correct. Let me do a pause. Let's have some fun right. here. Let's uh, have some fun on a spelling bee. You need some redemption here, Barry. Temperature. You know what? Like, I I was like I spelt it so fast that I didn't even realize I spelt it wrong. But well, it's like temp because it's like that richer part at the end, temper richer. So I'm like, but I forgot how to spell temper. Like temper richer. Like you know, but <sighs> you know, it's always those those moments like that. that just temperature. Oh, you want me to spell it again? 
It's no. like it's like when you did the. You never got a chance for redemption in those other the, spelling bees, and I'm giving you this chance. And also, like when you were in class, when you you be like your teacher would be going over spelling words. If you missed it, they would go back to it you after a review. Few, it. Say, hey, yeah. now spell it again. It's um, memorization. Well, now it's T E M P E R A T U R E. There you go. That was perfect. Right. So much confidence. That was outstanding. Thank you. That does help me feel like you know that redemption thing does help me feel. That a was lot outstanding. Better. Let's let's do this. Brooks, I'm gonna go. I want to go to the right side. Okay. okay, the very right side. And is there like a list of difficult words? Am I the right there, side or is Barry the some, right side? There's some longer. Yeah, there's oh, some oh, longer. Oh, the right words. side of the sheet. Okay. Yeah. And um, I want to do this, and, and then we will take a break and, and find something else silly to do. I'm sure. Um, let's do three words. Okay. Where these guys are doing what Barry was alluding to a little bit earlier, and oh. let's try out some popcorn spelling. To see how accurate they can oh. work together. Oh. Or they can only say oh. one letter at a time. So they got to go back and so forth. So they've got to go back okay. and forth. Oh, so he's going to get a word and I'm going to get a word. All right. No, and we're, no. no okay, you're we're both going to do the same word. It's going to be the same word. Okay. Like Brooks and I would say okay. word and I would go W-R-D. And gotcha. we would get it correct. Word. Okay. Yeah. So you two Uh-oh. must now work together and see how well you do. Catatonic. Please. Spellingwordswell.com. Catatonic, not that hard of a word. Do you have it's a specific phonetic. area on the right side you want to phonetic. go to? Or no, is, I, okay. I, had not, I just noticed that there were longer words over in that area. Okay. We'll start you off with a, not the longest, well, not a longer one, but right in the middle. All right, we'll start with Barry. You're going to lead things off here. Let's do it. The I word? You're spelling Barry, like <laughs> B-E-R-R-Y. Wrong! <laughs> that would have correctly spelled Cam's last name. Yeah. yeah well, like Barry, like the noun Barry. Oh. And that would have been I'm, I'm a spelled. person. Yeah. <laughs> Common, not proper. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, First word for both of you in our popcorn spelling round. Barry, you're going to lead us off. Increase. I. N. C. R. E. A. S E. Oh, that was dope. Yeah. <sighs> we didn't even that slow was down. incredible. We didn't even slow down. <laughs> that was incredible. That was awesome. All right, Brant, you're going to start things off here cool. for the next one. Teaspoon. T E A S P O O N. Teaspoon. That's correct. <laughs> that was nice. All right. That was smooth. Let's go to something a little bit more hard. Barry, you're starting things off mm. with ambulance. A M B U L A N C E. Also, a great movie, by the way. If you, if you <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's the most Michael Bay movie of all time. Yeah, if you like things blowing up. Let me jump in with one. I said three, right. but I'm going to keep going. Uh, I'll, I'll do a couple of more here. Unmistakable. Who's Unmistakable. Starting? I want to go popcorn here and Barry again. Me? I start you. N M. I S T A K I B <laughs> B B would be next, but I but I don't think I is right. That's yeah. why there was pause. We've already spelled keep, the name yeah. or, or the going. word wrong. Yeah, you got to finish the word. Unmistake. Unmistakable. Oh, I thought we said unmistakably. Are we unmistakable? Still no I. Unmistakable. Okay, then. Our problem is you this s- is an A-B-L-E word. A-B-L-E. Ubble. 
and we, we started to go in the IBLE word. I, I should have just let Brooks keep doing his thing. I saw it. Okay, I then. L. L. Right. And so I, I got it wrong. I said U-N-M-I-S-T-A-K-A-B-L-E. I when I said A. M I S T A K A B. Well, why don't y'all just ant me? Why'd y'all let me sit there? Because you're supposed to finish the word. Oh. Well, so like I didn't know I didn't know if I wanted to correct him because I knew that was an A and not an I. Also, you couldn't go with his letter. You'd have to keep going. Yeah. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, I didn't no, know. You have to keep going. Like if in the spelling bee you miss it, you keep spelling, and they they correct they x you after. As it. you can see, why I'm retired now. From let me do another one just because I think this will be funny I to try we and keep working up with. As a team. Uh, let me do one that we did yesterday. Encyclopedia. Ooh. Ooh. And I'll have you start this time, Brant. Encyclopedia. E. You guys work together. First letter is E. N. C. Y. C. L. O. A. E. I. All right, we. I think we just we, had four straight we lost, vowels. We lost. We went vowel, vowel. We lost the plot vowel, somewhere. Vowel. We lost the plot somewhere in that. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I believe. I believe encyclopedia is spelled no clue E N C Y C L O P E D I A. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. No clue. I I think I think you lost our spot in there somewhere. Oh, I definitely did. No. And this is how we're gonna end. This is how we're gonna end on this word right here. This is funny that I'm finding this on the page right now. Here's our final word, and it's going to be a popcorn word once again. Struggling. Oh, S T R U G G L I N G. That's me. We did it. Struggle bus. We did it. That was that was the last thirty minutes. No doubt about that. All right, we've got a commercial break. Sports call continues right after this. Biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Final few moments of Sports Call here today. Make sure you check out our nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at White Claw. We'll leave that on social media. Let's close out the show with some Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader questions, Brooks. We're doing it again. This was one of my favorite game shows when I was, when it came on. Jeff Jeff Foxworthy. Foxworthy. Yeah. The questions were just never fifth grade level, though. Absolutely, we're not. We just all felt that way. Yeah. I'm like, there's just no way. They were all elementary school level. No, they weren't. No. 
How? They were all elementary school Several of them were way above the level. They were harder than fifth grade level. I was the like children a, got them. I was no, like they, a, they, like, they were they were they were, they were tapped in. Children. They were I was like a children. junior in high school, just going like I have no idea. Stump you. One of them was like, "What time period? Mesozoic, Mesozoic." And I was like, it's "I had like, never ha- even heard those <laughs> right, words before." Yeah. I was I just, in high school. I don't think y'all paid attention as well as I did. Probably. All right. So uh, hey, I, I don't know what you got prepared here, Brooks, but I want you to run the show. So entertain me. Okay. Are you entertain me, peasant? Are you playing? No, we've okay. got it. I mean, it's a fairly it, even all right. back and forth right no, now. So, of course not. He's I've not got six categories of first through fifth grade questions. So I'm going to ask you what category you want and what level question you want. So we're going to start off. Barry, you started the spelling bee, so we're going to start off with Brant. Brant. Hello. we got math, history, English, science, geography, and grammar. Which grade level one through five would you like and which category? Um, I'll play. I'll read, play. Okay. Read, read through them one more time. Math, history, English, science, geography, and grammar. Give me fifth grade Ooh. grammar. Fifth grade grammar. All right. Man, that's a long you're gonna scroll. Me, you're gonna. Uh, you're gonna ask me. You're gonna ask. Wow, <laughs> my God! You're going to ask me about the Oxford comma. All right, and so I am not going to know it. Update. In grammar and spelling questions, I only have first grade or fourth grade. So would you like a first grade or fourth grade question? Son of a fourth grader. You want a fourth grade? Yeah. All right. In the sentence, Sally is a very good drummer. What part of speech is the word very? (sighs) Sally is a very good drummer. Sally is a very good drummer. What part of speech is that word? Very and good both describe her as a drummer. Is drummer drummer is a noun, so that is an adjective. Final answer. Can I offer I an answer? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, 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 no. It's too late. It would it you would be final an answer. Ah, you said final right. answer. Yep. I did say final answer. <laughs> would All anybody right. else like to warn a guess before is I give the adverb? What would you say, Mr. Johnson? I was gonna say a qualifier. It is an adverb. Yeah. It I only not. know drummer, this. Drummer would be a verb in that sentence, wouldn't it? I only know this because I literally made a New Year's resolution once to not use of adverbs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Failed in the first month. It's 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 so weird because drummer can be both an adjective. Uh, like if I say I am a drummer, that means drummer is a noun in that sentence. But if I say I don't. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Very, very I don't know. Qualifier. Ask me uh-huh. about. Ask me about I the just spread offense. That's what my job properly, is. But very is a okay. qualifier. All right. Also, very too so quite rather. Those are your qualifiers. One One No, go ahead. She's very good. He's using yes. the she's internet. Don't she's say very, ooh. But I knew that it was a qualifier. I wanted to confirm myself. <laughs> JJ. JJ. He knew. He, he knew what he was talking about. I want to shout out scarymommy.com for these questions. Is <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go to Mr. Jackson. Mr. I want a Jackson. geography question. What grade really? level? I would like you to make sure that I have I – don't, I don't want you to press geography and then find out I only have first or fourth. First, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. I've got all five. First grade. You want a first grade geography question. All right. What continent are the pyramids of Giza located in? Like, did you really know this in first grade? I'm being genuine. I'm, yeah, like, we, went, we went over the continent. We went over the continent. I know this right now. We went over the continent. Yeah, we did. We did go over the continent. In first grade, in first I'm not grade. sure. Yes. I know this yes. now. Yes. What, what, what continent? Would it be Africa? 
That is correct. Okay. It is Africa. But in first grade. You did go over the con. You know, you want to know like something that creeps me out? I don't feel like I did in first grade. I'm serious. <laughs> you want to know what creeps me out? And Talk when, to Dr. When, Rob. When we were yeah. doing this, we would do the continent and the oceans. There was four oceans when I was in first grade. Apparently, there's five now. <laughs> I don't even So, have... yeah. I thought there were seven. I don't know. No, there's seven seas. There's seven continents. Well, it's got Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, Arctic. And the Southern. And the su- Oh, there is only five. Mediterranean no, Sea. Yeah, if there's seven seas, there were seven seas and fi- four oceans, but now there's five You're oceans. Right. Nah. And I'm like, you got, that's got to be the clear sign of global warming is a thing. We I don't know when I learned. Ocean. I don't know when I learned. Australia you is both just, a continent and a country. You have it <laughs> in. You can ask your father what, know, what level of what we're teaching in first grade. I don't feel like I knew continents in first grade. I'm sorry. I just don't think I did. It I knew what the, the continent, continents were in first the continents grade. And then you said the pyramids was that question. Question, yeah. Right. Yes. No way in hell I knew what the periods <laughs> of these right the in first grade. Hey, man. Listen, no scarymommy.com says so. So can't go against scary mommy. Yeah. All right. All right. Barry's turn. Barry, right, where do you want to go? Mommy. <sighs> um, we're gonna get three questions each, and then we're gonna. I would like a third grade history question. I want to see oh, what right. the history like. This will let you know if you really knew this. The history third grade questions. history question. Let me make sure I've got it. Third third grade in social st- or social studies. Third grade social studies slash history. Okay. What is Rosa Parks famous for? Not giving up her seat on the bus. That's correct. Very good. Back. Yes. That is correct. Did a history day project on that. All right. Did you really? I did. Interesting. Let's snake it. Barry, you get to go again. All right. Okay. Barry, where do you want to go with this? Ooh, give me a fifth grade math problem. Ooh. (laughs) All right. Fifth grade math problem. Daring today, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) This JJ, this will let you know. Yeah, exactly. A hexagon has how many sides? Six. That's correct. Yeah, that's not bad. Maybe in fifth grade I would have known that. I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think. They said heptagon. That had been interesting. Yeah. Mr. Jackson, I'll stay in geography. Let's go up to second grade. All right. Second grade geography. Octo is eight. If you complained about the pyramids of Giza, I don't know what you're going to complain about the second second grade. I think it starts with an N. In which state will you find the Windy City? (laughs) Again, it's the Windy City of Chicago. That's in the state of Illinois. Correct. So ding, ding, ding. I got it right. (laughs) Did I know that in second grade? I knew that in second grade. Kanye came out with a song. <laughs> he did. I wasn't listening to Kanye. <laughs> you were not listening to Kanye. I was also not listening to Kanye grade. West in second grade. Definitely listening to Kanye. Uh, in second okay, grade. Brent, your turn. My parents do not like rap music. Um, okay, what's available? You've got math, history, English, science, geography, grammar. Give me some history. What grade level? What's available? Uh, first through fifth grade. Cool. Give me third. No, I just did a third grade history. It, we've got multiple third grade oh, histories. Give me yeah. okay. Oh, there's multi. Okay. Yeah. Let's go fourth. Fourth grade Let's history. Go fourth grade history. All right. What ancient civilization built the Machu Picchu complex in oh. Peru? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I'm gonna keep. Ah! I got no the pain sets It's in. the Aztecs, right? I have no idea. Is that idea. your final answer? I think it's the Aztecs, yes. That is incorrect. Ah. Anybody else want to guess? The Aztecs were in Mexico, not in ancient Peru. civilization. Yeah, what ancient civilization built the Machu Picchu complex in Peru? <laughs> What's an ancient civilization? <laughs> We've just always been like this. The, we it's were born like, like this. We will die like this. What is ancient civilization? I, it's like I could see the letters in my head, but I can't pronounce them. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if it's not that, you said Peru? Yeah, in Peru. Yeah, the yeah, Aztecs not were the in Mexico, Aztecs. I believe. Uh, so I can't say it's the Guatemalans. Like, that's not the answer. I don't think so. <laughs> I was thinking Native Americans. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're right. I don't think Guatemala was a country back what's then. The, okay, Brooks, what's the answer? It's the Incans. The Incans. Ah, the Incans. Okay. Ah, you forget about those Incans. Incans. All right, back to you, Brant. Where They'll do you want to go? sneak up on you. This is your um, third and final question. So grammar and history have both done me wrong. Yes. Let's go science third grade. All right. Oh, you're going to regret that. Those science <laughs> questions are ridiculous. I'm definitely going to regret this, but I just want to see the other categories. Third grade science. On a molecular level... S- say molecular again? <laughs> molecular level. Okay, there you go. When a living thing makes more of its own kind, it is called reproducing, reducing, or recycling. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have multiple choice. Let's yep. go. <laughs> uh, this is JJ's favorite topic. It's reproducing. <laughs> Off the air topic. Yes. <laughs> Correct. On, you on get air, it right. frequently. <laughs> How this show still, still exists, I yes. don't know. All right, JJ, what is, where do you want to go next? I've done geography twice. Yeah. Uh, these guys have jumped around. Yeah. You got to plant your flag I mean, firmly in geography. <laughs> should I? I mean, so. Do it again. Is there a category that has not been chosen? English has not been chosen yet. There was English and grammar? There's spelling, grammar, and then English. Okay, I'll do it. Let's do an English question. All right, let's go back up to Eng- what grade level did you like? First grade. First grade English. <laughs> first grade English language arts question. K A T. What is the term for a word that is similar in meaning to another word? Ooh, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good one. That's synonym. a good question. That is correct. It did, is a I did not know that in first grade. Synonym. No, I, I promise you, you I did not yes, know that in first grade. There is no, no. Yes, way. you did. There is no way. <laughs> yes, you did. I believe you did. I am as big of an education defender as they come in my family. There is no way. Though. Are you? Are you? Yes. Considering You're, your father's occupation? Second so biggest. therefore, okay, <laughs> second biggest. But therefore, that's what I was trying. Given my father's occupation a school system superintendent back in North Carolina, for those that might not be aware. I'm all about it. But I'm telling you right now, I did not know what a synonym was synonym in first same, grade. Synonym same, antonym opposite. I, just I feel know. like that was a first or second yeah, syn- grade. Synonym same, that I learned that I very, like very that, young. Yeah, I feel like that was like a first That's or first second grade, grade deal. That's I don't first know. Grade. I don't know. Barry, Barry wrap I want a fifth grade English question. You want a fifth grade English language arts question? <laughs> all right. Who is the creator of the classic book characters Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn? Mark Twain. That is Samuel Clemens. That yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Or what? Because I I remember that that Mark Twain was a pseudonym, but I couldn't remember what his real name was. Does anybody know what Mark Twain actually stands for? He was a sailor, right? And Twain was like something on a boat. Mark Twain is how they would mark depth on uh, on. Whatever the bo- steamboats in the Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. Brooke just texted that Eli got all the smarts, <laughs> which is very true. <laughs> My brother Eli, for those wondering. All right, that was fun. All right, We're, we need to do that again. Yeah, that could be a to, wacky Wednesday. Thanks with to scarymommy dot com. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Can we ask you a Scary question mommy. though? Sure. Let's do one for you. Ask me a question. Would well, you like, oh, uh, here. I'll, so I'll ask scarymommy dot com. Let's Barry, put Brooks on the hot. Right. His laptop is being passed to Barry. Yeah. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to scoot over here. I want a 
If you want to, yeah, I just I just had a guide there. Did we do a single math question? Yeah, he did. Yeah, what was your math question? What was the hexagon? How many sides? How many sides was hexagon? I'm not going to go math because I know my I know my. Have we done geography yet? I don't think we touched on geography. (laughs) He did two. two. Oh yeah, okay. Never mind. Because you're like, where's where's Chicago? Right. (laughs) And the pyramids of Egypt. I'm going to go with a give me a fourth grade history class uh, history uh, question fourth grade history and then we're going to close it out with a first grade math question and that's going to end it okay just for, for me to get upset okay. at what math was asked All in right. first grade fourth grade history yep. question let's see here um let's see it See, I'm, it's going to be a little warped, though, for me. I, I say fourth grade because I love fourth grade history. But in fourth grade... How it, do you remember what you learned in fourth grade Because history? in the fourth grade history, is in the state of Alabama, you learned about the state of Alabama history. That was the entire fourth grade year. I it was just that. your okay. state's history. Maybe, and we got I, maybe the trip, that's coming to mind. We yeah. got the big See, trip we to... Uh, we didn't have that until... Uh, middle school for me we fourth grade was the year we got the trip to a charter bus trip to montgomery and got to see the state capitol and all that and all right so this may be a little bit skewed but i'm gonna go fourth grade history all right brooks i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you okay who wrote the national anthem of the united states of america oh um francis scott key Francis Scott King is correct. <laughs> Good job. That's an I American. I'm so folks. proud of you. Here's, here's a question that reminds me. Legitimately, I'm who designed, so proud of you. Who you, designed the American flag? Uh, the original was yeah. Betsy Ross. Yep. Brooks, you won Guy of the Year 2021. That's correct. Right. <laughs> I, I think you're also everyone at Tiger Communications' favorite team member, uh-huh. and getting that question right just further solidifies that. You're, just, you're, just you're the absolute also, best. You're Brooks. the best American we can ask for. I told. I mean that. Uh, let's go, Francis. You know what Scott came Key. in my. You know what came in my head. I'm proud. No, to I be want a fir- Yes, I want a first grade math question to end it. Because I promise up. you, this yeah, was not a math very question first in one. first grade. What should a ma- I mean I, addition maybe maybe Ooh, uh, you know what JJ I gotta mess with you if you maybe when, is, when did we when did you guys start doing multiplication I don't even that remember was second si- grade sixth grade th- sixth grade when you yeah, started doing that was, multiplication that was, we, that was when we really started hitting multiplication hard, yeah. <laughs> like like two times two was in sixth grade for you no, uh, no that was probably fifth grade okay but like more complicated what, what, like, fifth grade. Like all right, no one needs to make fun of all, of Alabama education because we did a multiplication tables in like second, third grade here. Just, Brent, you I remember them remember. doing in Mr. D's class. D's not not like D apostrophe S like his last name started with D. Uh-huh, D E E Z was oh, his name. Mr. D's. Mr. D's. He was also an Auburn graduate, oh, uh, which was which made him one of my favorite. Cl- made, when, uh, I want a first. I don't, I don't want to make. I want a first grade math. You, and I, I sucked at them, you. and then one okay. day I didn't. Everything clicked. All right. Ooh, there's two good ones. Okay, then. Ask them both. Ask them both. <laughs> All right. The first day of the 20th century was? It's a math question? Yes. It's like a science question. Okay. Right? <laughs> we're in the 21st century. It's 2000. Yes. Right, obviously. And so we're going to go back to 1900 for... Yeah. The 20th century. Did I know that in first grade, though? Not at all. I think Not you at all. I think There's you could have no pieced way. it together. You could have pieced it together. No. There is also, no way. Also, I've, I've, I looked at this question, and it's not 1900. The first day? Yeah. Of the 20th, 20th century? 20th century is not, 19, is not in January 1st, 1900. When would it really? be? It would have been... 1901. Because there was no year zero. 
it was only year you start year one you don't say there That's was fair. zero ad zero bc it's one bc and then one ad so it do the but centuries when we said, but when the we centuries said y2k don't count that was 2000 that was 2000 people celebrated y2k yeah. on 2000 yeah because that was the flipping from so then that question is bogus not only do people not know that in first grade <laughs> but no but the, century, but, the, but the century well, starts on 01 you start yeah, on yeah, 01 the 21st on. century would still be 2001 yeah y2k was a Hold thing on. but that's because the yeah. the Hold computers on. were gonna flip <laughs> brent's breaking down over there guys. there was no year zero <laughs> you, you defended from... <laughs> no year zero by talking about ad versus bc yeah that was... doesn't make any sense because we're in ad right now yeah, yeah. we're in 2022 from, ad from, yeah but you went from one bc to one ad there was no zero ad okay there was but no that doesn't have BC. anything to do with what century we're in that means you don't start on a zero, though. But like, no. So he, he's, he's saying would. he's saying you from would year, start on the zero because no. you transferred from to the year, point is you did do year one. one. You have one year one. one. You, you have shut up, uh, shut up. Uh, you uh, have year uh, one yeah. out of, time. of the twenty first century was the year two thousand. That year. was the first year of the twenty first century. Was it though? But one hundred years from the first day of two, of the first day would have been one hundred and one because there's no <laughs> zero again. I'm done. That, what's the, the other math question? The year oh, ni- the, other one? the year one hundred was in the ninety ninth year. Um, this one's a little better. What is three hundred and eighty four rendered off to the nearest ten? Ooh, three hundred and eighty four. That doesn't seem yes. like a first grade question. Three eighty, but why? Yeah, no, <laughs> I knew that. In fr- I knew rounding in first grade. That's that's completely legitimate. In first grade? Yes, I think so. Wow. I no. think my memory has just been wiped. <laughs> I listen, listen. If y'all, if y'all want me to be totally honest, I don't remember anything before my eighth grade year, like middle school. Before that, I don't have anything. I, this might just there's be a like, weekly segment at this point. Right. There's <laughs> absolutely nothing. I, I mean, that twin, that, that century talk is that's um that's deep right the there. The first year of the 21st century was the year 2000. <laughs> was it couldn't it be because it would have been the 99th year. Was it? It would have been 199 years, or not was 199? It, it would have been 99. That's years. what I'm no, saying. because Ooh. the first. I like year, it because the first year of the twentieth century was nineteen hundred. No, not, no, not the nineteen oh one. The correct answer was nineteen oh one. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a technicality. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> on a technicality, people were living work. in the year two thousand, going last year of the twentieth century. That was the last year. What of the 20th day did you start? Century. No one did. No. What day did you start a month on? No. Day the, zero the or day one? Yeah. Day zero or day one. That is the first day of the month. But it's but is there a day it's zero? The first year of the new is there millennium. a day zero? It's the first year <laughs> is of the there millennium. A day zero. <laughs> it's the first year of the new millennium. Is, is there a day zero in the this month? Is way that has than nothing I to do with anything. That's exactly how it has to do with everything. No. <laughs> Are we smarter than fifth grade? No, absolutely not. Yeah. We talk about sports because we're meatheads. <laughs> I do love football. I'm gonna yeah. go. <laughs> I've got I think the, I have brain damage from just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, running into people 100 pounds bigger than me. I've got at home at my parents' house, I've got the Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader game that they made with the oh, show. The I'm going to bring it that. next time I go home. Please. I'm yes. going to get it. We, we, uh, yeah, we need that, that to happen. Thank you for being here, Brooks. Absolutely. Barry, you're the best. Hey, happy to be here. Brant. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's the first year of the 21st <laughs> century. Was the year I not? I'm not letting that go. It's time, yeah. That's how I'm opening the next time I'm on the show. Oh that is. I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up today's show. Thanks to Chris Gordy for stopping by, along with Brant Daughtry, Brooks Childress, and Barry Blanchard. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. <laughs>